this so I can see what's happening here and got to get my Twitter. Oh, hey, we're live. Hey. Twitter says it. Yes, I got my. Uh, oh, no, that's a Jeff Saddle deal. Um, uh, did I get my YouTube live? What? Do, no does that. Yet? Does it mean that I'm officially oh, old school when I say Twitter and not X? No, I still say Twitter, too, because, I, you know, look. I'm a big fan of Elon for the most part. Uh, we were discussing just a couple of minutes ago the impending doom of our planet because Starlink is going to have up in the air like, I don't know, 14, 15, 16,000 of those low Earth satellites, which are awesome for internet access. I've got several clients that have it, and it it's really is the bomb. But the problem is now I think the European Union – China and who God knows who, what other countries are wanting to copy what Starlink's doing and have their own system so they're not, you know, beholden to Elon Musk. And so I don't know the way I see it in the next six or eight years, if they can get all those satellites in the air, I mean, we may just black out the sun just to get internet access. So, I, so you what, know, the so apocalypse. What so, what you're saying is I need to ditch Sunlink and get Starlink. Starlink is good. As long as you've got decent line of sight to the trees. Now, if you've got a ton of trees, that's the only problem. But it's not stationary. So the base unit actually rotates to follow and lock on to the star, uh, to the satellite. So it's not, you know, and it's a little bitty thing, too. It's like the size of your computer monitor. Yeah, but it, well, and it's the same thing as like uh, the, 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 direct tv thing if you got a bunch of trees you're screwed that kind of deal. well yeah except it's not that bad because you can have a bunch of trees because with direct tv you're pointing to a stationary satellite it's geostationary starlink it's not they're low orbit and they're in a grid system and they're you know so they're everywhere and spread out so it's much more tolerant of trees but it there's an app on your phone you can download the starlink app and walk outside and it'll like lock on to all the satellites and show you on your phone and tell oh. you whether you can get, you know, good enough reception. So it's pretty cool. And okay. It, so note to everybody, what Rex is saying that if sudden link is jacking you up and hooking you up, you know, with these rate increases on a regular basis, and you want to see if you've got a potential other option, you know, get that Starlink app. Like you said, walk out in your yard and voila, you can tell whether or not that's an option for you or not. Because I can tell you they're doing it to us. Right. And uh, we, but there's not really any other option. You know, direct TV, that thing was not an option for us because of all the damn trees. Maybe Starlink's the answer. I don't know. Well, it, like I said, I've got. I don't know, probably a dozen or more customers on, that use it and every one of them that have it. I mean, it's it's not cheap. You know, it's like 150 bucks a month. You buy the equipment, but you own it. So it's a one-time $500 deal. But you can, I mean, they make a mobile version, but the, the home version, you can just tote that song going around anywhere too as long as you got a 120-volt outlet. Well, hey. I'm not seeing any comments or anything like that. Again, I am I am working off of some. Uh, <laughs> we, we got a few people commenting, watching. We're at about forty. Well, climbing to forty on Facebook, add in YouTube and all that. We're over 50, 50 folks watching. Okay, okay, okay. What? Well, uh, what's on the agenda tonight? I mean, I, I think we ought to talk a little bit about what we're going to jabber about. And uh, hey, 
there's been a lot happening on Twitter. Have you been on Twitter in a while? Well, I I pay attention to it, but not probably as much as you do. Uh, although I pay it more attention to it now that, you know, he's let the crazies back in like Alex Jones and all. So. Yeah, but and I've been watching back- I, I've been watching Tucker Carlson's deal too. Have you paid attention to that? Oh gosh, yes, Tucker. He is on fire on there, you know, and and look, the probably the best thing's ever happened to him was he left Fox and went out solo on his own, you know? Oh, I, yeah, yeah, definitely. And and you know, you you've been given some advice on people going out on solo. I I understand, but uh hey, the the one thing that I do like about Twitter and what it's doing now these days is it's bringing back some of the old stuff. Yeah. That's that's true too. Share, so share my screen. Do you remember this commercial back a long time ago? Let me see here. Hold on, I gotta do share Duke's screen. Share Duke's screen. There we go. Okay. <laughs> what? Well, Watch what? this. This is All hilarious. Right. Do you remember this? This was like know, back. Quite. I think it was. I think it was the late eighties, early nineties. But this was hilarious. Best commercial mm-hmm. ever. Well, play it. Let's see. <laughs> <laughs> oh folks where can y'all get quality entertainment like that anywhere else in Bozier on a tuesday night if y'all missed that one when you were growing up i'm telling you you missed out i mean look we had the best you know teenage years childhood years i mean i'm gonna say i'm gonna include the 70s late 70s 80s I mean, we had the best. We did. Yeah, I I agree 100%. Look, it was the, you know, I I grew up during the MTV age, back when MTV was actually quality when it first started. I mean, that's a whole other discussion. but <laughs> That's right. So what is on the agenda for folks okay. tonight? What so, do you want to talk about? Well, I'm sure most of our followers and watchers have seen the video that we posted over red rover (laughs) again you know i mean most of you know there's been a lawsuit filed by red rover against the city of bozier and our good friend wes marriott was sobo live who is i think he's videoing a basketball game or something tonight but anyway he may come in later um he did a public information request now 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 we covered red rover and we broke that like over a year ago yeah, it was show 117 was the first show that we did. Let me see if I can pull it up here. I, I actually have notes on this. So shows 117, 118, 119, and 183, which was just a couple of shows ago. So so what you're saying is, is that story is coming full circle. And Wes with Sobo Live, he got a little bit of information and things are moving along again. Yeah, he got the uh, body cam footage of the raid, I mean, search warrant that they executed and some other deals out there. And that's part of the video that we released. And then I think Wes released it on Sobo Live too, his own version. Um, And I'm going to show some tonight that, folks, this is, it's, 
everything we said back on show 117, and if you go watch that, it's at about the 49-minute mark starting there. It's everything that we thought it was back then and more. Wow. So, all right. So, Red Rover, that's on the agenda for tonight. What else? Well, we're going to talk about some, (laughs) apparently, some chickens and the governor. I, I really don't know what this is about. And and some unlimited ducks. So we got chickens, ducks, and dogs tonight. It's the animal show. Well, I mean, look, you know, it's the governor's mansion. I mean, you can have chickens at the governor's mansion. You just can't have chickens in Bossier City. Well, apparently you can't have chickens. You can't have dogs that actually bark. I mean, you can't have anything around this place. It's like, you know, the Gestapo in the making. The pet Gestapo. well, what would a Bozier watch be without a discussion on walk on water, right? Oh, oh, are we going to talk about our favorite person, our favorite Congress critter, MJ? We've got to talk about walk on water because, I mean, look, uh, there's people now, mainstream people, starting to question the validity of the man. They are. Well, hey. Uh, just remember, Duke, I got to warn you here. He's only, you know, God forbid, two steps away from the White House. Look, he is. And, you know, like we always say, if we're wrong, then by all means, call us out and say we're wrong. I mean, he has an open invitation to come on here and to say, you know what, Rex and Duke, y'all are just wrong. That's not true. You are liars. He's welcome to come on here and say that. I, yeah. I would I would entertain that. So we're going to go down that road a little bit. So all of the Mike Johnson walk on water sycophants, if y'all want to tag him or if y'all want to tag your, you know, other Mike Johnson sycophant friends and tell them, hey, they're going to talk about walk on water. By all means, you know, y'all come attack us in the comments. We don't care. Yeah. I mean, Iron sharpens uh, iron. Oh, wait go. a minute. No, that's a Ryan Gaddy term. Oh, it's biblical, oh, but that's a Ryan yeah. uh, Iron sharpens iron. I mean. Yeah. All right. So we've got uh, quite a few topics to discuss on on tap tonight, and I don't know. We may have some more stuff in the notes. That, we'll, that ain't even we'll all of it. To, oh, wait. We get, there's more? Well, wait a minute. The police jury. They're oh, fixing oh, Yeah. They're the suing police. somebody. They're suing some of y'all in the community. A whole group huh. of you, a bunch of you. The police yeah. jury is going after y'all. Did and there's y'all know public, that? public comment on it. What, tomorrow? Is that the police jury meeting or is it Thursday? I think tomorrow. It's Thursday. Yeah, Thursday. I think it's Thursday. Okay. Thursday. Yeah. But hey, y'all all voted for these police jurors so that they could come and turn around and sue you. And they're use like, they're like the t- Cypress District, only they have more money. <laughs> More money. Yeah, that's right. They, they, yeah. Y'all voted for them so that they could turn around and go after you. How about that? Hmm. Tag, right. tag your friends. Well, let's go ahead and do our intro and countdown and all that stuff. Folks, y'all know the drill. We'll be back in about three, three and a half minutes. Share it out. Like Duke said, tag your friends and all that kind of good stuff. Go make you a stiff drink real quick. Make some popcorn real quick. We'll be you're right gonna back. That, you're going to need that stiff drink tonight. Better make it a double. All right, here we go. A lot of the back office on the politicians that they think walk on water, uh, they would be shocked. 
hurt. You know, there's an old wound from a knife in my back that just is giving me heck lately and it's just really irritating. So I have to kind of wiggle around a little bit. Well, I, I've not heard my name in stable or Baton Rouge in stable in the same sentence in a long time. And I titled it a shot across the bow of the good old boys. Just, you know, they feel helpless. They don't feel heard. They have nowhere to turn. Some Republicans as well believe that government has the answers. And let me tell y'all something. I don't know anything government does well, nothing. And aren't there laws that say that you have public meetings so that the public can have accountability of their elected officials? They're making a little bit of progress, but I would definitely have to give uh, give the race to Caddo Parish right now. I don't know, is there anybody from Plain Dealing watching, you think? As a member of the media, I'm very concerned about the what I've just heard. Did you or did you not requisition uh, money to fight against this or for it? We hire a, uh, a lobbyist and it cost us $15,000. We were opposed to HB 600. So for this week, folks, the cockroach of the week, according to Bozier Watch and Duke Lowry and Rex Moncrief, is... Raymond Croon's legislative assistant, <laughs> Allie Feaster-Smith. Thank you, Allie. <laughs> well, I'm not thinking Star Wars at all. I'm thinking <laughs> zombie apocalypse. No way. Okay, it was not okay. You know it wasn't David Montgomery. David okay. ain't going to jump off in there with Chris. You okay. don't do it. He'd soon spit on him as he would even look at him. Man, this is a Mickey D's Krispy Kreme wheat. Didn't you know? Who, who's paying y'all? And if you're driving on the roads, are you safe? Uh, it's in the road, yeah. Well, I know you're on the road, but I mean, is this all folks coming from the border down there? Yeah, it's going to the border. It's actually it's going to Mexico and buses. Doesn't mean they interpret it the same way that I do. For instance, the Second Amendment. I take it very literally. That's been interpreted different ways in the court system all the way up to SCOTUS. Yeah, that's only going to cause more division that he claims he doesn't want to cause. And it's only going to cause more suspicion. We're still right now combined on both pages in YouTube at 264 people watching. That is amazing, folks. Coleman Project, the Walker Place deal, through conscious shocking actions. The purpose of their actions was to stop plaintiffs being the Ural Coleman and, and associated groups not from developing Walker Place. But here's a key thing, which in turn would enrich sitting city council members Scott Irwin and David Montgomery Jr. You hit the button. Does that mean that uh, people are like seeing us sitting here talking and well, chatting? In theory, you know, it's an every week thing. We got to double check and make sure it's like a miracle any of this actually works. This Bozier Watch live broadcast is brought to you by The Outdoor News, fishing and outdoors for our area. Acadiana Mortgage, over 23 years in the mortgage business. Pelican Training and Consulting. Smarter Geek, making technology easier. And the many supporters, donations, and folks sharing information and watching out for Bozier. Now, grab your popcorn and a drink. Here we go. Here we go, and here we are, and it is a miracle that any of this ever, ever works. 
Yeah, technology is an amazing thing. So, hey, we were talking and you were saying that you had a number on Facebook. So I'm putting us somewhere between 70 to 100 live viewers. Yeah, because, yeah. So the way uh, I'm showing the Facebook feed at about 70 people and climbing slowly but surely, that's great. Uh, And then you add in, I don't really know what YouTube's at. It's 20, 30 people. So I don't know. We're somewhere around there. Yeah, well, cool. Good good crowd. Yeah, good crowd tonight. Thank you all for being here. And, you know, hey, it's still, Rex, it still amazes me that folks tune in to watch just you and me because we're just regular guys. And we're talking about, you know, just Bozier politics. Yeah, well, it is amazing that people tune in and watch. It's amazing that they have tuned in and watched for 185 plus shows. That's a lot of hours of you and I just rambling. I mean, a lot of them. I'm getting so, texts already. Uh, uh-oh. Hmm. We've made a mistake or pissed somebody off already? Yeah, it's early. I mean, we ain't even got out of the break and I'm already getting messages already. Hey, I see Ruth Pope Johnson, Barbara Murray watching. Thank you all. Uh, who else? Greg Bell. I think yeah. he's uh, from somewhere uh, east of us, probably yeah. on a beach somewhere. Don David Thomas, Bond. you know? Yeah. That's Don, interesting. Uh, Don Thomas, she's down there on the beach too. Really? Why are they yeah. on the beach and we're stuck up here in Bossier Parish? Um, David Bond says he shared us out on Dogwood Park and Dogwood South neighborhood. So, uh, yeah, that's pretty Ooh. cool. Greg's Dog- in the panhandle. Hey, Dogwood South. Hey, I'm curious, is Dogwood South, are they on the Ooh. Village Water System or are they on the uh, Bellevue Water System? I oh, That's a good question. And, and I should know this because we've covered all of this before, uh, but I've slept since then. I want to say... Are they on Bellevue? I, I, I don't remember, but I will tell you, mm-hmm. if they are on the Bellevue water system, y'all are going to want to watch this show because uh, you've got some serious things coming up. Um, you're, yeah. part, or, or you're a part of the crowd, I think, maybe, of who the uh, police jury is coming after. Like, literally going to sue you. <laughs> Gonna sue you with your own tax dollars. It's even better. Yeah, they're gonna uh, Ruth, use your money to go after yourself. Yeah, isn't that great? Uh, so let's address this. Ruth Pope Johnson says, since it pertains to Red Rover, any update on Charles Jacobs still on sick leave? He is on very sick leave. Uh, prayers out to him and his family as much as you know, we make fun of him and he has definitely provided us hours and hours and shows and shows worth of entertainment here. Um, we don't wish anybody any ill will. So, Uh-oh. yeah, wait I, a minute. I don't... I, my mom's telling on me. She says, Hey Rex, y'all were on channel three this morning. Mentioned <laughs> cause of Red Rover. <laughs> uh Oh, well, it's not the first time that we've been on the yeah. news. Right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But anyway, so sorry to interrupt you, but you were saying about Jacobs. Yeah. Uh, you know, a lot, I think it's out there kind of public wrecks. I don't, I don't know to the extent, so we won't go far, but uh, um, you know, Charles, again, like you said, we, 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 we wish nothing but the best, but uh, Charles, uh, 
found himself uh, with a medical problem and uh, is receiving treatment. You know, we wish nothing but, you know, the best for recovery. And uh, I, I think it would be appropriate probably not to go much further, but uh, he, I would say that he probably needs all the prayers that he can get. Right. Um, you know, um, he is uh, he is off the fields of, field of politics at the time. And yes, he is. He, he probably needs, regardless of whether you agree or disagree with somebody, even if they're your enemy, you should wish them the best. And we are wishing him a full recovery. Um, and I'll tell you that no matter what, I mean, <laughs> he his uh, Zamboni thing, I mean, that will go down <laughs> as legend. <laughs> so well, Charles, the, if, you're, this... if Charles is watching, I mean, man, I appreciate it. I do. The... The cynical, selfish side of me wants him to get a, a full 100% recovery just so he can provide us with many more years of entertainment and stupid quotes and all sorts of things. Yeah, well. <laughs> so, yeah, we'll, leave we'll leave it at that. Yeah, we do. Yeah, yeah, we see no full recovery. All right. So, uh, let's see. Greg Bell says Raymond Cruz just posted a congratulations to Allie's appointment to the 26th. That's uh, Allie Aiello Stahl. Did I say that right? Well, yeah. Was that an appointment? Well, <laughs> she basically got crowned. I got a text message from, uh, let's just say, another judicial candidate uh, and was like, wait a minute. So, if if you know, Lane's passed away. Who's going to take his place? I was like, well, you know, qualifying's already over. And this judicial candidate was like, I hate somebody to get in there that uh, had no competition. Well, I mean, I got to tell you, if you're just realizing after the fact that there was a vacancy, you probably shouldn't be in there in the first place. Uh, that's and I don't even a know nice way you... to put it. I don't know who called you, but if you aren't hip to the times and you don't even know, you you probably shouldn't be in there in the first place. I mean, yeah. maybe I'm wrong. Y'all nah. tell me if y'all think I'm wrong. I didn't didn't want to have to say it, but you said it very eloquently. Yeah. Well. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. So uh, I, she is now one of your 26 JDC, the first female. And look, she had been on the show. Her and Doug Stinson. Remember that district. Yeah judge race both of them came on and we had a quasi debate it wasn't really a debate but because when you when you have lawyers running for a judgeship uh, there's it's kind of quirky about how they can answer questions they can't uh well they're supposed to have the judicial canons that limit right. them about criticizing and and what they can and can't say but they both did really well and both I, I think our takeaway was that Either way, either candidate, if they were to be a judge, they would be well suited, you know, to be a judge in the parish. And um, now they both are judges. And Allie is the first female judge in Bossier Parish, which I got to tell you is a, in my opinion, a good addition to the bench in Bossier. I like it. I do. Yeah, I can't disagree with that. Uh, you know, it's always good to have a different perspective and. I guess technically she wouldn't be one of the good old boys. Hmm. Depends on what her pronouns are. Oh, good grief. <laughs> Please don't make us go there. But... Well, I, I just have to say, because when I was looking up the city staff 
uh, or city directory today for uh, what's her name? Sherry Woods, the with the animal control or whatever. They had her pronouns listed. I kid you not. I, I know that that is totally. I don't want to go there. I don't want to go there. Rusty Lombardino points out Pittard had put in retirement papers for January one. Yes, he had. And you know, I look. I want to say I knew Lane Pittard. Lane Pittard was a great guy. I, I I enjoy him. In fact, I had occasion to be in the courthouse. I went up and uh, visited with our uh, clerk of court, and uh, we. Her and I have a a history with Lane Pittard, and I remember specifically. Do you remember? Do y'all remember back Celine Dion? Remember when Celine Dion was making all the music and was the big rage and the hit or whatever the Titanic deal and all that? Yeah, yeah. And there's this memory I had, and me, me, and, and your clerk of court and Lane Pittard. Lane was a uh, uh, adjutant defender. And we were sitting in the jail and we were sitting up there and we were talking. I wasn't arrested, by the way, just so y'all know. We're sitting in there and we're talking and Lane, we were talking about, you know, events. And Lane, Lane, we were talking about music and talking about Celine Down. He was like, oh, because Lane, a lot of people don't know it. He was a big music person. Yeah. You know, just like, unfortunately, we have to mention Harmon Drew. You know, Harmon Drew passed uh, apparently this week. But Harmon Drew was a big music person. Lane was a big music person. But I, but going back to this conversation, Lane was making a conversation about Celine Dion. He's like, I just don't understand it. And he's like, it's a hundred pound one hit wonder that's making music that won't last, and everybody's just all in la la land about Celine Dion, and she won't be nothing in the future. No. And in some senses, he was right. He was dead on the money because where is she now? Well, that's true, but I think she had some other issues. And I wouldn't classify her as a one-hit wonder. Not that I'm a huge Celine Dion fan, but, you know, I don't know. Yeah, but I'd have have to go back and look up, where is Celine Dion these days? I I think she's still singing in some casino in Las Vegas trying to pay off the gambling debt (laughs) that they So... If y'all want to go contribute to the cause, you're more than welcome. That's that's where they all end up, Vegas. So e- either Branson or Vegas, but you know, mostly Vegas. I would say. All right. Uh, David Bond says she has. Let me read this first. Oh, she has stiff woman disease. She's in the X News today and can't hardly move. Hmm. Interesting. What the what the heck is stiff woman disease? I've never heard. I of don't. That. I'm not sure. I want to Google that right now during the show to see. I, I didn't know she had had some medical issue, but I don't know Same. what stiff uh, woman disease on. is. Wait a minute. We're getting some feedback here. Uh, no, guys. Serious medical issue with Celine Dion. She has a disease and has restricted movement. Stiff person syndrome. Okay. Uh, she has a terrible disease, so it must be a real thing. Stiff man disease. Hmm. Wow. Okay. So I didn't. I'm learning. <laughs> just like you are I'm getting educated tonight. yeah Thank wow you guys i had yeah. no idea yeah huh interesting hey and this is totally off the cuff have you ever watched the jeff corden show the late late show he's the british guy but he's in la but anyway he's funny so he's apparently retiring and he does the carpool karaoke 
And like, he's done this karaoke driving through LA with, um, um, uh, just, I, I mean, like everybody he started out with Mariah Carey's had Stevie wonder. He's had Paul McCartney. I mean, all these famous people that he does. And, uh, Anyway, if you have a chance to go check out some of those, if you're into music, it's worth watching. But anyway, I digress. Sorry. Don't know. Don't know. All right. So what of the, what of the topics that we're going to talk about tonight? Because the wife is already, yes, she is sick because you don't listen to me. You you tell me all the time. I don't listen. So, I mean. Wait, what'd she say? She said, I don't listen to her. What? She said, I don't listen to her. She tells me that all the time. (laughs) But yet now she tells the public. Yeah, well, you know, hey, it is a very public show. So, all right, let's yeah, let's get back on topic. So, are we gonna let's go ahead, let's get the Red Rover out of the way, and then let's move into your uh, waterfowl and yard fowl. Oh, look, that? I can I, look real quick. Let's du- let's dump with the waterfowl. So, if any of y'all are duck hunters, I just wanted to let all of y'all know. Especially, I wanted to focus Rex, and we can do this real quick. It ain't gonna take long okay. at all. And then we hit Red okay. Rover. For all of you duck hunters, people that follow duck hunting, especially the ones that are DU supporters, I would just wanted to point out and thank you for your contribution to the state of waterfowl hunting in Louisiana. And Rex, if you'll go to cut one, I want to show that chart and then real fast go to cut two. There you go. There's the mallard population estimates in Louisiana. Wait, wait, explain this graph now, because these are lots of lines going lots of which ways. This is peer-reviewed data all the way up to the the uh, today. So as y'all, many of y'all may know, Louisiana, we lose in so many ways. We lose in a ton of ways. But as it, you know, historically, we've been known as the the duck hunting capital of the world, right? Well, sportsman's paradise, hey. sportsman's paradise. No more. We are so mallard population. There you go, guys. Uh, from 1999 so, to present day, there's your statistics. That that black line over on the right that's angled downward, that would be a trend line trending sharply downward. I would assume that would be correct, and it correlates to a specific date in time. It's not, I mean, um. Uh, Global warming didn't just start in 1999. Drought didn't just start in 1999. Degradation of breeding breeding grounds in the prairie potholes didn't just start in 1999. I mean, every excuse known to man that it 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 doesn't now, matter. But all right, so but David Bond brings up a point. Uh, he says Stuttgart, Arkansas, is duck world, but um. So Stuttgart's not that far north, and so I would assume that they're experiencing a downward trend as well. They are. Okay. Absolutely they are. And and go to cut number two. And so so for those of y'all that don't duck hunt, I, I mean just bear with us here real quick because I'm gonna make a point. Y'all see that is the gadwall. We're, we're just two species in time. You see, and and this correlates to 1999, you see the trend line of the population was increasing. And and Rex, I want to point out that both of these two graphs are peer-reviewed by PhD in from McNeese State. And I'm specifically bringing these up in this show in the hopes that 
someone in a position of power is watching the show and they are are being able to view this and see uh, with me explaining the correlation to a specific date in time, 1999, and you see the trend lines, population is increasing, but, you know, but then 1999, all of a sudden, it decreases in Louisiana. Hmm. Hmm. Two different species. If you want to know why, and the Ducks Unlimited people... Inquiring minds want to know. The Ducks Unlimited people, by all means, message me, call me, I'd love to have a conversation and explain it to you. Would love to. Would love to have the chat. I would love for you to explain these charts to me Hmm. by all means. And if you want to bring in the state waterfowl coordinator of Louisiana into the conversation, I'm pretty confident he's going to decline when you tell him who you're wanting to get him on the phone with. But I'm pretty sure he's going to decline. If y'all want to bring, bring him in, by all means, bring him in. I I stand by all the numbers. And the reason I bring all this up, Rex, is because this year we set a record in Louisiana. We set an an all-time record for Louisiana. The lowest count of migratory waterfowl to the state of Louisiana in the history of statistics, which go back to 1955. We didn't start recording numbers until 1955. Just another low statistic that... Louisiana has apparently excelled in. This sounds like a good topic. Some of you may have seen, I shared out some outdoor news footage from Caddo uh, this past week just to share it out. This sounds like a topic that we should do for the outdoor news and cross post it over on Bozier Watch as well if people want to see it. Or maybe we need to gin up Louisiana Watch and get back into this. Hmm. Well, I, th- I think we should, and we should put, put it out there because there's a... Uh... I hate to say it in in this right here, for those of you, you may not waterfowl hunt, you may not duck hunt, you may you, you probably you may not even hunt at all. But this is an example of government and business gone astray that is taking advantage of a state, taking advantage of a resource and and using it for personal gain at the expense of you. I can tell you for yes, an our example, tax dollars. What caused this? What caused this is greed by corporate interests by the rich men north of Richmond, and we're talking about um, some people getting billions. While Louisiana, we were only getting millions, like to the tune of a half a million, half a million, compared to while other people were getting billions, and that caused this. And hmm. or. Some of your elected officials, they won't acknowledge it. They won't deal with it. And you're getting screwed. Well, it's a typical government deal. Take something that should be relatively simple and just complicate the hell out of it. To quote the famous Burt Gummer. That's right. That's right. So let's let's, let's go to Red Rover. What is it? You're all over Red Rover. Well, yeah. And so there's a lot of video footage. And... Honestly, some of it's uh, duplicates because it's body cam footage that I was saying, you know, I think before the break or whatever, that our good friend Wes Marriott of Sobo Live fame and city council meeting fame, he did a public information request to get this body cam footage. And I think at first the city came back and they were like, oh, it's going to be $400 for some CDs. 
Uh, folks, in case you don't know, CDs or DVDs are literally about 10 cents a piece for the blanks, and you literally put them in there and hit burn. But anyway, um, so they, but they didn't respond in a timely manner or something like that. Anyway, they ended up, Richard Ray, of all people, Richard Ray sent a Dropbox link with the, with the body cam footage. And let me say this too. I went through some of the footage is uh, because the way the information was written. Wait a minute. You, the way you the way you said that. Are you saying that 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 was a mistake, an accident? He didn't mean to. He meant to. I mean, it's not something you just accidentally share a Dropbox file transfer link. It's not like he just slipped and fell and did it. Uh, okay, so you're saying it was intentional. He yeah, meant to and share provided it. Okay. meant to share okay. and provided it by. It's like 26 gigs of data. Um, which, you know, it's quite a bit anyway. So now, the, one I wanna... video, the one video that everybody has seen on that KTBS shared that we had put out. Yeah. The one video is not all of the content. There is a lot more content. Oh, there's a lot more. We're going to look at just a little bit more of it tonight. Um, but yeah, there's a lot of content. Now, give me just a second. Let me see if I can share my screen. Uh, yeah, here we go. All right. So let me do some little maneuvering here that I should have done pre-show but didn't fail to do. So most of you have probably already seen this, but if not, it's on our Facebook feed, but I am going to sh uh, play it right now. So let's watch and listen. I've put sound barriers up. I've offered to sit down with him and whoever his contact is with the city to try to work it out peacefully, but this is the... I offered this. All right. The lady talking in the back right there, standing by the door, that is Sherry. What did I say her name was? Sherry Wood, I think. Uh, she's with Animal Control or whatever. Okay. Sit down and he said, no, it's not going to do any good. With him? Okay. Yeah, all of us in the same room so that we can come up with a, a solution that's best for everybody. All right, and what they're talking about right there, when they refer to him, they're talking about your friend, Duke, Steve Pinnell. Is it Pinnell or Pinnell? Pinnell. Pinnell, Steve Pinnell, who owns the property behind and adjacent to Red Rover and is causing, along with uh, Charles Jacobs and, you know, okay. the city, all the ruckus. Okay, so I want to refresh here just a little bit and make sure I'm understanding this correctly. The woman in this video, I, and I got to tell you, I, I didn't realize this or not. You said she is with animal control. Uh, I believe that that's correct. I, I'm double checking my notes to make because sure I'm right. I want to make sure that's right because the way I, when I watched the video, it was on, I kind of felt like she was an employee of Red Rover. No, she's with animal, animal control. Okay. Well, she says, she says that I want to say here in just a second, she says she had a conversation with Pinnell and said, you know, wanted to try to meet and talk and work it out. And she said, he said no. It's yeah. beyond that. Yeah, it's, that's literally what she said. Y'all can go listen to the video. It's unedited, except well, I did. You play it. I you did. Play it. Yeah, yeah. Let's let's go back and play it. So y'all listen carefully, folks. Contact is with the city to try to work it out peacefully. But this is the. I offered to sit down, and he said no. It's not going to do any good. With him. Okay. Yeah, all of us in the same room, so that we can come up with a, a solution that's best for everybody. Uh, and the guy that came to what was Rodney Taylor. Rodney, yeah. 
And he is who? City per director of city permits. Director of city permits. Or maybe it's director of permits. And what did he say when he came down? What was uh, he didn't really say much to me. I have to have to look back at the tape. I don't yeah. remember him saying too much. Did he, he call y'all? No. You called no, I mean, did he, did he, has he ever called y'all? Okay. Steve or Rodney? Either one of them. Steve called us, mm -hmm. and I personally sat down with Steve. That's when I offered, you know, a sit down with everyone to see what could maybe be, All right. be done. Be done. Listen. And he said, no, it's not going to do any good. Um, obviously, there's two very different stories going on there. Listen yeah. here. Every time I've been here, I can hear barking inside where the people are, but when I'm outside, I might hear a bark once in a while, but mm -hmm. I don't hear consistent barking. Now, and again, that that is Sherry Wood. Her title is Animal Services Superintendent for the city. Well, and wait just heard her. Is she still there or has she been, is she, you remember we had some changes down there or is she gone? I, I don't know. I really don't know. I mean, she's still showing in the, in the city staff directory, but I don't know if she's still there or not. Huh? Well, it sure sounded like she was saying, uh, she was, it sounded like she was on the side of Red Rover. Yeah. I, from what I've seen, just scrubbing through the video and all that, for the most part, you know, she's, she's obviously with the city, but on the side of Red Rover. Now you will see here in a minute, what we're going to play tonight is when they, uh, part of when they're executing or after they've executed a search warrant, the Bossier PD has, and I think it was Charles Smith that signed the search warrant. I think I need to double check that. Um, but we'll get to that here in a few minutes. So let's continue on. All right. So hold up before you move on. All right. Just All right. for the record, interestingly, somebody messaged me and said mm -hmm. she was fired from the city. Oh, this lady was Sherry Wood. She was fired. Now hmm. that, in hmm. my opinion, connect some dots so <laughs> i wonder was she fired because she carried the water for red rover uh and she wasn't carrying the water for jacobs and your buddy steve and the rest of the cohorts and cockroaches all right well so like those of y'all watching you may be wondering why rex is saying my buddy well, because here's He's the deal. He's with the fire department. I'm I'm saying that he, in jest. I worked I worked with Steve at the fire department in Bossier City. I mean, and I had a good relationship with Steve. Steve was a hard worker. He was a good fireman. He he did his job. He's been at the fire department almost forty years. I mean, why he's still there? I have no idea. But I I got to say this situation, and, and I got to say if. I was him and I had a house. I was adjacent to a property that uh, was having yapping dogs nonstop. I mean, I would well, probably be irritated and want something done as well, too. Well, but, but a, as a reminder, according to our good friend Jave, uh, David Jones, who, you know, of course, is a former city councilman, in show 117, he put up in the comments. He said that residential property was purchased after the commercial property was there. Now, at that time, it was some sort of tack house. I, I, I really 
never paid attention to what was there before the kennel, which was called Doggy Wood or something like that. I think before it, you know, Steve, uh, I'm sorry, before Cody McKellar and his partner bought it in, I think, October 2021. So uh, the, res the, the commercial property was there before that house was built, although it wasn't a dog kennel at that point is my understanding. So y'all correct me in the comments if I'm, uh, if I'm wrong or right there. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Brandy Jones, McAvoy says he bought that property knowing it was commercial. Judy Stewart says, correct. Uh, Brandy says it was a vet, then a daycare. Yeah, but it, it may not have been a boarding thing. I mean, it sounds like, I mean, I'm playing devil's advocate here. It may not have been a boarding facility where you had, you know, not dogs just coming in to see a vet or horses or cows or whatever it may be. If it was a veterinarian office, you had them coming in, but it may not have been a boarding facility. And yeah, if it changed, if it changed to be a boarding facility to where you had all this nonstop yakking, I mean, I could, well, look, that may be true, but well, if we have time, I'll play Steve's Facebook post after we first talked about it and brought this to light. Um, Steve made a Facebook post and he posted a couple of videos and honestly, uh, now full disclosure, Cody is my neighbor. He lives like two houses down from me. So full disclosure with that, but the barking that Steve posted was no worse than what I hear every day from my neighbors or the people across the flat river from me. I mean, it's part of having dogs, but anyway, well, I, I, here's the rub for me. Here's the rub for me. Okay. The rub for me is that how politics was used. I mean, it's yes. the Bo the Bozier City way. Yes. It, it, it wasn't on the merits of the case. It was politics were played. And how do we know that politics were played? <laughs> well, because you're about to literally hear it from the Bozier PD. <laughs> by all means, let, let it play. And, and all right, I think here it's indisputable. Uh, yeah, it's unless the cops and the you know the lady that was with animal control is lying and well i don't think they are here we go the first time i came they had just put some dogs out i heard them barking for a few minutes and then they stopped but he seems to not want them to work like, at all at all yeah hi man what's going on okay do you know what the deal is going on out here it originally started with some sort of animal complaint. You were supposed to contact the parish out there to issue a ticket, but we can't do it for the parish because it'll go to parish. Our city was supposed to go out there and do it, but now it turns out there's to be a guy named Roddy Taylor or Turner that's out there. He's gone. Okay, what did he ask y'all to do? He, Bradford, I didn't get a phone call until after this was all over, but Bradford, uh, told me that he asked him to write him a ticket for unnecessary noise. Okay, can you do it? Yeah. Coming from the, the city attorney wants it written. Somebody from the city attorney wants it written? Yes. Okay, because this is putting us in a really bad spot coming out here issuing an arrest with basically nothing. Well, Roddy, uh, with the attorney, yeah, well, it came from the city attorney that we were to assist Taylor, if he wants to take care of it, we're to write that ticket. Okay, so 
Well, why don't you tell me a favor, Scotty? Because I'm driving down the road. It sounds like you're driving down the road, too. No, I'm not. What is the deal? Okay. Text me the ticket number and what the orders that you wrote it under. Okay. The orders that we wrote it under. Ordinance. Oh, the city ordinance? Yes. It's unnecessary noise. Okay. You wrote a ticket for unnecessary noise for Gotti Killer's request. Yeah. Which came from the city attorney. I guess it did. Yeah, well, wait, that's what we got. All right, let me make another call and that's what you all did. All right. All right, buddy. All right. All right. Y'all heard that. So, now, let's go backwards a little bit. He was talking about the parish, but we can't do that on behalf of the parish. Right. What's he talking about there? Well, as best I can remember, I'd have to go back and, and watch, you know, our prior shows to get back up to speed. But I think... I think somebody from the parish had showed up and, and threatened to write them a ticket or, or something well, like that. What was the well, deal? The, well, I'm I'm wondering if this goes to the city trying to farm out all their animal control issues to the parish. Remember, you, well, you've had a little bit yeah. of a kerfuffle there with all that parish stuff. The parish wasn't going to do anything, but in this case, they decided to exercise uh city ordinances you've got the motor city police department being um i'm going to use the word squeezed to affect some type of enforcement against this business and you've got an officer here on the video who obviously has been uh steered in a direction of what he should do and you know the the he's talking on the phone i'm assuming to the desk sergeant and they're they're court and both of them are not on the same page they've both been instructed on what to do but i, I mean how is it that they're being instructed what to do but yet they they are not 100 percent sure that it's the right course of action as it as it relates to enforcing the law they're they're not they're not well, it doesn't sound like they're sure at all that these are violations of the law yeah i don't think they were and i'm going to show the video we're going to play here in just a minute i'm going to show you where the the um uh, uh city detective um detective robertson was absolutely uh, wrong in that as a matter of fact let me pull up i've got his name somewhere give me just a second i should have had this ready um yeah detective willie robertson r-o-b-e-r-s-o-m with the bozier city police department he, he was just flat out wrong and i hate to throw the bozier city pd under the bus a little bit here but you'll see in a minute he wasn't the nicest guy in the world either now i will say this that i know not too far from the Red Rover property is the city limits line. So maybe, I'm playing devil's advocate here, folks. Maybe there was some confusion as to whether they were actually in the parish or in the city limits. Because I know a buddy of mine, I used to go shoot woodies back there uh, in the very back of where Dogwood ends. And so I'm not sure where the well, city limits line meanders right through there. Maybe there was some confusion about that. Well, look. 
folks may be surprised to know, but historically, Bossier Parish has had the most restrictive sound ordinances in the country. You know, right. they, they did that crap intentionally. And whether this was uh, trying to be applied in this situation or not, I, I don't 100% know. But well, what, but look here. So let me let me just throw this in there. Larry James Hawkins brings up a good point. He said, aren't commercial zones noise levels different than residential? Hey, I guess someone wants to complain about the B-52s. Uh, I call them freedom flying over the same area 1230 in the morning or later. Now, I, I just got to say this. I'm all go freedom and go Air Force and Barksdale and all that. But you've heard me complain over and over. I have to run special software. So when I'm talking into my mic, it's processing through software to cut out the air conditioning noise during the summer and the heater noise during the winter, but also the B-52s, and they don't just fly over at noon, Larry, I promise you. I can see the you know skin marks on the tires when they're flying over my house. Yeah, but I, I look, I mean, here's the thing. If, if the business existed, residential tried to come in, and build into existing commercial, you know, who's right here? I, yeah. I, I gotta say, I don't know that, that, that the, the issue that we're discussing here as to whether or not, um, you know, a sound ordinance shouldn't apply to a business that was there before the, the residential was there. And, and I hate to say that, but that's, I mean, because it's a person who's been a friend of mine for over 30 years, I, you know, I, I, I just don't know. And I don't so much have a problem. I mean, look, everybody is entitled to make an argument. Everybody is. Right. You know, if, if you think you're being aggrieved, you've got a right to be able to say, hey, I, I'm being screwed. You know, right. something needs to right. change. Everybody's got that right. But was politics used to steer this thing? And if yeah, that's politics, that's the big rub, yes. That's the rub. And if politics or favoritism or the good old boy system or whatever you want to call it, if that was the play that was being used to steer this thing, then you know what? If the the dog Red Rover can prove it, they're going to own Bozier City. That's the bottom yeah. line. Yeah, they, and, they and got if, a problem. If any elected official in Bossier City helped to steer this thing. If they got involved and they did something, you know what? Bossier City's got a problem. And and here's the problem with that, Rex. The problem is, you know who's going to freaking pay for it? It's not going to be the elected official that steered it. Oh, yeah, it's, it's going to be, be all of us. It's going to be all of us watching this show, all of y'all taxpayers of Bossier City. You're the ones that are going to freaking pay for it. Yeah. Because you've got a politician who's should have said no yeah <laughs> yeah should have should have cut their nose out of it so i'm going to switch screens here in just a second let me get my notes pulled up you'll have to forgive me because i'm having to run my notes on my phone because i didn't bring my laptop in here um for the show all right so here we go let me switch screens we got a little bit more to talk about on this all right so this is going to be some uh, body cam footage um, from after the search warrant was executed. All right. 
So I'm going to kind of roll through this and, and I'll pause it here in a minute. So just bear with us. Okay. You feel okay talking to him about this? And okay, good deal. I'm, I'm confused. I'm okay, lost. okay. I don't know. Okay, so here's the deal. Okay, um, so she is. She advised us she was acting as, the, I guess, the assistant manager or manager slash position. All right, I'm going to pause it right there, and I know that's kind of quick, folks. But this was, let me uh, pull it. That, this is Robertson right here, Robertson right here, Willie Robertson. He's, a, I guess, a detective. He's the one that actually executed the search warrant. So he's pointing at, at this girl over here on the right. You might okay, not can see her. A search warrant? Why, yeah. why do we have to have a search warrant of a dog boarding facility? Well, that's a very good question. Very good question. I mean, everybody watching this, I mean, look, if you're going to, I mean, a dog boarding facility, why do you have to have, do you, are you abusing dogs? Are you putting them to sleep? Are you feeding them Alpo rather than? Oh, oh he's going to talk about what they actually wrote a violation for during the search warrant is water of all things, but I'm going to show you where the cop was dead wrong in it now. Okay. So just to set this up, the girl that you can see on the far right corner over there in the pink is, I think she was about 16 years old at the time. So she's a minor and we've got the footage, the body cam footage where basically Robertson pretty much coerces her into saying that she's the assistant manager, even though she really isn't. So Keep that in mind for context. I don't have that video for tonight, but keep that in mind for context of watching this. So here we go. Basically. So being that um, she was working it in the business at the time that we noticed violations. I'm, I, that's what I'm trying to figure out what the violations are. There are several dogs in, can, in kennel cages that do not have water. So those are daycare dogs mm -hmm. and they're in a, they're in a whole, they're in a whole. Louisiana law clearly defines and look, you can go to court no, on no, it. No, I'm no, not here no, to. No, listen. They're dealing with you. They're, they're dealing with you. We had to put the dog somewhere. So listen, we, listen, well, listen. They go to the yard. Listen to me. Stop. Stop. Listen, to... listen. Listen. We're not debating. We're not. We're not arguing this. We're not questioning this. We're not d discussing it because there's nothing to be discussed about. Okay. Well, okay. Don't you just? I, I hate to say it, but the, the detective's being a straight up ass. There's no way I would have let him get by with talking to me like that. <clears throat> Well, I mean, basically what he is saying is, is uh, he is intending to write you a ticket and it don't matter what you say. He's writing it. There's no changing it. It's happening. He had a predefined action that he was going to take. I, and I've never seen this before, but I'm yeah. basing on what I've heard so far. And, I, and I'm just telling you what he's saying is, is I'm writing a violation i'm writing something and it doesn't you know i can tell you you can go to court a judge will determine guilt or innocence right i'm only writing what i saw that that's in essence what he's saying here and um all right but but it gets better but wait there's more here we go it isn't. Yeah, it's it's, that's when you go to court. It's that's, it's not. You're not listening to me. You're not listening to me. I'm letting you know. You're not listening to me. You may not have to go to court, but she's going to have to go to court. Because the violations were observed inside of the business when she was acting as a manager. But she didn't ask any questions. I, 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 the business has procedures. Listen to me. Listen. Are, you, are you not? You don't listen. That's the problem. Listen, you talk listen, too much. Listen, listen, okay? listen. The Bowyer City Ordinance clearly states 
all dogs that are in kennels, cages, or confinements okay. will have access you, to. Right. You, you uh, but can, it's important. Can, I'm going to have to back up a couple of seconds and we'll replay this. You're going to have but to back ahead. up and play that again. But I got to tell you, I automatically, I don't know who this is. I don't know who this officer is or whatever, but. He's got he, discretion. He, he didn't have to. Do anything. He, he, except I, I execute the search warrant. I don't know that I'm agreeing with the tack he's taking here. He's he's basically telling this business owner, taxpayer of Bozier, it don't make a shit what you say. I'm God. Screw you. Yeah. Uh, I got to tell you that I, I, I got a problem here. I don't even know who this officer is. I don't know the circumstance. But I mean, look, I, there's a time and a place that an officer needs to be forceful. I'm not so sure this is the time that you're supposed to play that card. I, I don't oh. see this as being that time. I don't agree with this. <laughs> play this again. Go back yeah. a few minutes. I'm going to back. Again. Let, me, let me back up. Let's see. Da, 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 da. Let's back up to about right here. All right, here we go. Clearly states all dogs that are in kennels, Listen. cages, or confinements will have access to water at all times. It at clearly all times. states it. 1461 all the way to 63. It clearly states it. Sherry Wood observed the, the infraction or the ordinance violation, and she brought it to my attention. I clearly can read that in the violation, the code book, our ordinance that clearly states they will have access to it. And I know what you're saying. The dog was here for a short term or it was just put in there. It clearly states 24 hours a day. I mean, 20, for 24 hours a day, that dog will have access to water. There was no water in that confined area. It is what it is. So you're there was not even a dog bowl. Your distraction... It's not a distraction. Of it's what I observed. To, to operate it in their capacity to do their job. I, I hate to say it, but it was straight up stupidity. I wouldn't even call it ignorance because he did not read the ordinance at all. And I, of course, I'm going to show it here in just a minute. That's where I would have lost my marbles right there. Okay. We'd, have, we'd have been pulling up the ordinance right then and there. Look, let's jump ahead. Everybody watching this show, there's over 100 people, y'all watching this. Let's jump to the ordinance. Let's see it. Because I think everybody here is up to speed. They they get this. Obviously, this officer is, I mean, look, he raised his voice. Y'all could hear the audio. You could hear that he was elevating the pitch of his sound, and he was using the force of law to intimidate this business owner. And I hate to say this, but I don't even know who this officer is. And I'm as big of a defender of the officer. He's saying, he's saying that the law says this. He's reviewed it. There's no question. It's it's not questionable. There's no ambiguity. It's clear as day. So what is it, Rex? You show it here. Zoom okay. In. So so here is actually? here is Bossier City Ordinance uh, Section fourteen sixty one, which is what he just cited. He said fourteen sixty one through sixty three. And it says, and I quote for those of you that it's either too small or you're listening to the podcast, it says adequate water means a constant access to a supply of clean, fresh, potable water provided in a sanitary manner. Here's the important part. Or provided at suitable intervals for the species and not to exceed 24 hours at any interval. Now, I don't know if you heard uh, Steve's partner, and, and I don't have his name pulled up at the moment. Hold on. Um, but he was trying to explain to him, wait a minute. 
the dogs were in the kennel and didn't have direct access to water but, because but wait, y'all were but, there. But wait, but wait, but wait, but wait. Just like I just cut you off, that was what the officer was doing to that business owner, that individual, in trying to explain the whole sentence of the the law or whatever that he cited right there, and he wouldn't listen to it. Right? That's correct. He wasn't having none of it. He's the cop. And again, hate to throw any of my cop and police friends under the bus, but, but unfortunately, that was the case. Okay. Now, I'm going to play devil's advocate here. Here's what I'm going to say to y'all. So, if your officers or your law enforcement are being pressured by the politics in regardless of what government it is, whether it be federal government or it be local city government, I mean, they're having to operate under, you know, the a set of rules that are not uh, written or a set of rules that are not on the up and up, I would say. I mean, they're having to use probably the only tools that they know. And, and I've described in shows in the past where, I recall, I can tell you, Rex, as a fireman, I had to use intimidation to be able to get people motivated to do certain things for their own safety. And I can tell you that policemen, officers, uh, intimidation is a, a tool. It's a tool to accomplish a goal. I can tell you these officers... They don't freaking want to be in this box that the politicians have put him in and and be squeezed in. And I think he probably automatically. Yeah, but I here's hate- I, I agree with you 100 percent. But here's the deal. All he had to do was read the damn law that he just said he read. He literally lied. And look, I know it's OK it's for been- legal for police it- officers to lie. I get that. All he had to do, if I were uh, Cody's partner there, I would have said, oh, let's pull up the statute. I mean, yeah, you're going to go ahead and write me the citation, and we're going to go through this dog and pony show, but I'm going to have it on your body cam that I showed you the actual ordinance that you just lied and said you had read because you clearly didn't. Well, but here's the thing. If the cop's being squeezed, nobody's going to win here in this deal. That's true. Nobody's going to win. The, the only way this ultimately gets resolved is the way it's getting resolved right now is, is that the body cam footage exists, you know, that documents exist, the business owner sues, it goes to court, and you get a fair shake in the judicial system. That's, right. that's the thing. So the question becomes is, is this business is this going to get a fair shake in the judicial system? I, I, I don't <laughs> well, know. We'll see. We'll see. All right. So let's finish the videos. Just another minute or so of it. Left. And uh, I want to just acknowledge here again that Rebecca Allen says, why do they hate this business so much? Well, that would be the magic question, isn't it, Rebecca? Very good question to ask. All right. Here we go. You're trying to have court. That's not the same. That's it. Okay. Simple as that. Okay. There's a method behind what you saw. There's no questions asked at the time, right? Sir. I understand. Sir. I understand. I understand. I understand. Talk to Cody, okay? He used to be a police officer, okay? That's not. 
It doesn't matter. You're just, you're just looking to make small cuts. That's it's not making is. small cuts. It is what it is. Okay, it's a violation. It's simple as that. Just because he writes a ticket. It's a violation. If you're driving five miles over a speed limit, it's a violation. Whether it's one mile or five miles, it doesn't matter. You're still speeding. Well, you guess leave, what? You can't leave empty-handed. Exactly. Right? It's not about leaving empty-handed. Uh-huh. If, there's a, if, there's a, if there's a violation that was observed, then we have to act on it. If you want to fix it, that's fine. But I'm, I'm, I got advised her. I understand she is a juvenile. But if you want your mother to come with you, which you said she's going to bring you, she'll just come with you. Like I said, we'll issue, we'll issue citations. I'm sorry? I'd rather be in my name. That's something you have to deal with in court. You weren't here at the time of the violations were observed, so it doesn't work like that, okay? Now, when you go to court, you're welcome to let the DA know that, hey, I own the property. I'm willing to take responsibility for it, and they can do that. That's not – I don't have the, the ability or the, the uh, power to do that. All I can do is issue the person the violations or the citations who were there at the time. You were not, she was. So it goes on her, okay? Simple as that, all right? All right, that's that. So that's the clip that we're going to play for tonight because there's much more. Well, I want to go on and share something, Rex. A a watcher, a viewer in the show, you know, one of our 100-plus live viewers messaged me and said, you know, for y'all's information, all of these um, violations were dismissed. Oh, well, you're kind of jumping ahead, but that's perfectly allowable on this show. <laughs> <laughs> well, I didn't know. I did. I didn't because I haven't followed the Red Rover thing. But what I do know is it's bull crap. I mean, it's complete BS. It's complete BS. So what, I mean, look, we're getting some great feedback in the comments, but what do y'all, I mean, sound off, let us know. We've got well north of a hundred people. We're at 109 on Facebook alone. So we're well north of a hundred and, you know, probably 20 or 25 people watching across all all the platforms sound off and let us know what you think about that. And there's more to come. Look, look, I don't want to highlight nothing. I I don't want to highlight nothing, but somebody says, look, if, if the water is not carried, the officer, he gets bucked back to patrol. I mean, he he loses off duty work. I mean, if he doesn't carry the water, see, I said, I didn't highlight it. Well, he's, it's a public comment. It is a public comment, but it's the the God's honest truth. It is. And look, there's more video where they're literally, uh, I'm paraphrasing only slightly, but they're literally saying, look, we're just here to do our job. We're just here to do our job. I mean, look, everybody, everybody in both. I mean, look, when you're a fireman or you're a policeman, I mean, I mean, you got a lot of pressure on you. You freaking do. And, but it should be devoid of political pressure and people in politics steering you to take actions or to do certain things. That shouldn't be the way it is. It shouldn't be happening. It shouldn't. It should be if the officer sees a violation, if they feel compelled to write the violation, they should write it. And then that doesn't prove guilt or innocence. Guilt or innocence is proven in a court of law. That's well, the way it's but, supposed to work. But you do realize that's technically an arrest when they write you a citation. It literally well, I, says it on the tickets. Uh, but, well, let me clarify. Let me clarify. And this is an interesting fact that I didn't realize. Maybe some of you folks already did. Um, the 
citation that was issued for the animal control violation is, I, I didn't even know this was a thing. The fine is payable to Bossier City Animal Control, and if you don't pay it, they put it against your utility bill, and if you don't pay it, they cut your water off. Hey, so, let me ask you a question. Let me let me ask you a question. I want to stop you for a second. Okay. Did did they kennel all these dogs up because the cops were there, so that the so that the dogs didn't bite any of the cops? I don't know. I know from watching the footage. So let me say this: from watching I mean, the footage, when they showed up, I didn't. There wasn't like there were twenty employees that ran back there to go kennel up. Dogs, or were some employees well, that went I, to the back, and I believe that's when they put these particular dogs he's talking about with the water in the kennel. Well, but I'm so assuming ask, that or guessing. So that. let me ask you this: if the dogs are if the dogs are out there running around and they kennel them up because the cops showed up and they know they're fixing to do you know a, a, a damn shakedown, and they kennel them all up so that they, none of the dogs like get crazy with, or something or whatever. Yeah. With the cops, and then they ride them up because they kenneled them up because mm -hmm. the, the cops were there. I mean, is this are we not talking about like a catch twenty two here? I mean, pretty look, much. If you come rolling up, look, I can tell y'all right now. You know, <laughs> I keep saying this like to the hundred something people, and that's a credit to y'all that there's a hundred hundred over a hundred and something people watching this live show. Y'all need to know this crap. But but what I'm saying is. If you come rolling up into my camp at my house, Bo is going to bite your ass. I'm sorry. You know what? That's the way it is. I can see this at Red Rover. If the cops roll up in there and these dogs are out, they're they're accustomed to the Red Rover people, and you come rolling up in there, loosey-goosey, you might get well, bit. Or then you got cops either shooting dogs or pepper spraying them. I've got video because of the way the request was written of other incidents with other pets not related to Red Rover. And literally one of the it was one of the female officers had to pepper spray a dog because she was about to get bit. She was like, look, is either pepper spray the dog or shoot the dog? Yeah, so then you tell me they're gonna write you up because you kenneled them in a I I, I, I look, I'm sorry. I'm not digging this. I'm not digging this at all. Yeah. I, I'm 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 empathetic to Steve Pinnell and his residential house proximal to this business. And, you know, it sounds to me like there's tried to be negotiations on this deal, but nobody will agree. So you try to use politics to get the law to force something in your way. I mean, maybe it's okay. Maybe it's not. I, you know, I don't know. What was there a time that I would have used politics to benefit myself? Um, no, I don't think I ever did I that. Yeah, knowing you, I don't think you probably. I no, don't I don't think, so. think I ever did that. But if you did do that, maybe that's not the right way to go about things. And maybe this time that didn't actually work out in your benefit, and it's probably going to end up costing you and Bozier City and the taxpayers. Probably a pretty good bit amount of money. Uh, so Judy Stewart says we were told to tell people that our tickets was connected to water. Uh, it was not. Um, Judy, 
It literally says at the bottom of that citation that it is tied to the utility bill. I just trust me. I know for a fact. Yeah, you showed <laughs> it. Well, I didn't. Uh, did I actually show it a few minutes ago? Hey, no, I did, did not. Yeah. No, no, no. no I not. Or was that before the show when you and I were reviewing it? But that, either way, that was before the show. Either way, so look. I mean, Red Rover, we, we covered it over a year, or we broke it over yeah. a year, year and a half ago. And, even uh, even Steve Pinnell admits that. Hold on a second. Hold on. Stop stop the presses for just a second. So I'm going to switch to screenshot mode here. I, I've got a... I didn't realize this, but I want to, uh, want to point it out. This is Steve Pinnell's post. So, the, you know, the timeline is we broke the story in show 117 on August the 9th of 2022 so you notice steve's post this is might be hard to read but it's august the 19th so 10 days later he made this post and he goes on and on blah 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 down here the next day an anonymous letter was sent to the inquisitor magazine to a local podcast and also forwarded to some city councilmen the letter bashed me calling me a fat ass 70 years old and said i was a jester in the masons now I don't remember, as a matter of fact, going back and look at the sh looked at the show. I don't remember calling him fat. And I don't think we didn't, he mentioned we didn't anything about the Masons. No, it wasn't us. But we anyway, I wanted to point out that, look, we did get a little bit of publicity in Steve Pennell's post. <laughs> we, well, assuming he was talking about us. We didn't do either of those, and, and I have no idea whether he's a Mason or whether he's not. I, I got no clue. I have no idea. And yeah. uh, this is funny. So hold, hold on a second. I got to put this up. So <laughs> Pinnell posted a video on his Facebook page of four blue angels flying in formation from his front porch during the air show. Loved it. 130 decibels per aircraft. <laughs> <laughs> Not to mention the B-52s. God love Barksdale. Well, damn, did he have <laughs> Bozier PD going to Barksdale to write him a citation? <laughs> Probably not. I don't know. I mean, look, All right. look, Pinnell's that guy. He's been there uh, at the fire department for over 40 years, you know, so at 30 years, you've maxed out your 100% on your retirement, but yet you stay for 10 more years, preventing people from below you from being able to, um, you know, progress up. What does that, what does that, that tell you? Is he that guy? He, oh, he's that guy. He's that guy. Um, all right. But, well, all right. So what else we got to talk about? We've talked about ducks. Oh, the chickens and the governor. Oh, you we okay. Chickens and the governor. So it that would beg the question of which governor we're talking about. Oh, yes. It was. Oh, governor elect or not quite kicked out of his office yet, Governor. Yeah, so as many of you may or may not know, John Bell Edwards, when he became governor, he uh, established a chicken coop at the governor's mansion. Now, God forbid the governor's mansion is in Bossier City because if that was the case, you'd have Bossier City police down there writing all kinds of damn tickets and shit, yeah, right? Chickens clucking and roosters crowing. I mean, look, we even had Bozier City people with guns drawn 
on residents of Bossier City because they potentially had chickens. Am I? Yeah, that is correct. Am I remembering that right? You pretty much are remembering that correct. I believe so. <laughs> oh, thank you, Mr. Harris. It's good to be back on the show. I, I think I may have my public service behind me for now. But yeah, hey, uh, you know, John Bell Edwards, I, I give him credit. He established a chicken coop at the governor's mansion. And in fact, I think in a previous show, we established that the U.S. federal government the federal government at one time when we wasn't woke was encouraging, you know, people across the country to have your own small chicken coop. It was it was your your as a patriotic citizen of the United States to have your own chicken coop in your backyard. I mean, they, they were right. encouraging it. Yeah. Uh, let's see. What did Huey Long famously say? A pot for every chicken or chicken in every pot? Something to that effect, but yeah. not in Bossier City, right? Right. So, well, not up here. As you know, you know, there's been this thing called transition going on in Baton Rouge, right? Okay. I, okay, Western Marriott. I didn't say Edwin, did I? Did I say Edwin? You got to say it right, Edwin. I, I don't think I said Edwin. I think I said John Bell. But any, yeah. either way, so John Bell. Um, so there's been this thing called the transition, you know, when you have the president come in with the old president, you have a transition, you have the new people coming in and they got to work everything out there. So there's been this transition thing going on. And in one of the meetings, um, you know, John Bell Edwards and Jeff Landry, they had to meet and they had to discuss and kind of conduct the business of the state and transition, you know, from governor to governor you know, how things are going to work out, right? All right. I'm still with you. All right. So one of the important things that had to be discussed was that they had to delineate whether or not the chickens were going to stay at the governor's mansion or not. Well, so that kind of boggles my mind a little bit, or I guess the obvious question is, were these taxpayer-funded chickens? Well, I, I, I don't know. <laughs> I, got I no mean, idea. if they were bought with tax dollars, them chickens need to stay. Well, I mean, you know, there's a lot of people that may be watching the show. They're wondering, were these Rhode Island Reds, you know, were these black copper Marines? What, what kind of freaking chickens were these or whatever? But that's neither here nor there. I mean, okay. I see the numbers dropping a little bit and y'all are, some of y'all are leaving because you're getting <laughs> bored. You don't want to listen to chickens, but I'm telling you, you're missing the boat. You thought a red Rover story was entertaining. This is, this is much better than a red Rover. So, you know, as the story goes, supposedly, you know, when, when John Bell and Jeff Landry are negotiating or maybe not negotiating, that's the wrong word. They're they're deliberating the transition of governors, right? Okay. Uh, the issue of the chickens at the Capitol comes up. Mm-hmm. And Jeff Landry says, hey, are the chickens going to stay? Yeah, I'm with Jeff. Well, well John Bell he apparently is said to have said, you know what? Yeah, the chickens can stay. He said, I'll leave the chickens. 
<laughs> I'm ser- I'm dead serious. I'm not making this up. Uh, this of all, real. somebody brought up in the comments about of all the things going on in Bossier City, and they're worried about Red Rover. Well, of all the things going on in the state, <laughs> they got to decide on I mean, these damn chickens. I mean, this is serious crap. We got to know whether the chickens are going to be, you know, staying at the state capitol. I mean, this is serious uh, stuff. It's important. Yeah, yeah so, I, I agree. But but look, here's my question. My question becomes, what the hell's John, what, what, what the hell's Jeff Landry want with chickens? What's he going to do? Yeah, it's a legit question. Doesn't he have better things to do than jack around with some chickens? You got to fix the state. Well, I got to tell you, the first thing that ran through my mind, he's going to eat them chickens. Oh, well, I guess he could have a good old chicken fry. He's going to eat them. (laughs) That's what he's got on his mind. (laughs) He's a coon ass. He's going to eat them. Yeah, I, I can. I could see that. But. But look, that that was just me. I'm a Yankee from Northwest Louisiana. What the heck do I know, right? So I reached out to somebody, somebody, you know, uh, connected, somebody in the know down there in Baton Rouge. And, uh, you know, I said, look, I said, I got to know about these chickens. What's up up with these chickens? (laughs) And, (laughs) And the first thing that they said, they said, look, most likely these chickens are on Medicaid. Wait, what? <laughs> they said most likely. I mean, look, they were jacking with me, right? Okay. Uh, okay. Well, maybe, maybe not. You never know. I mean, they said, but look, I said, look, do you not realize what Cajuns do with chickens and Mardi Gras? Do you not understand the history? And and I have to admit, I, I, I didn't. I didn't really, it didn't, it didn't click them. I mean, look, we're all, mo- the majority of folks watching the show, we're all Yankees from Northwest Louisiana. There's a few of us, we're coon asses. We got a little bit of it in us, but the true history, we don't know it, right? Right, so okay. So I had to do a little brushing up and, you know, you're already there. You're kind of sharing a link. So as the history goes, as it regards to chickens and, and coon asses and as it would Mardi Gras and all that, so you know, back in the day and how Mardi Gras came to be, what would happen was, was kind of the poor folk, you know, down there in South Louisiana, they would dress up with masks and a costume. They would go to the rich people's places and they would say, hey, you know, can we come on your property? And that was like a key word to the property owners, the rich people's property owner that, hey, we wanted to solicit, uh, you know, food to be able to feed all the poor people in a community, you know, to raise everybody else's boat up, as Reagan would say. So, you know, the the rich landowner, he didn't know who it was he was talking to. You know, they had a mask that were all covered up. And, and generally, the rich people would say, yeah, you can come on my property. So then all of the people that were masked and Mardi gras up would come on their property and they would go to chasing all the chickens and then they would get vegetables and all the things needed to have this big, you know, party and feeding for all of the poor people within that community. And that is the the supposed historical thing of Mardi Gras. Well, the person kind of in the nose said to me, that's the purpose of the chickens. It, Jeff Landry's intent is, is to use the chickens to try to have a big party for everybody in Louisiana and to raise their boat. 
Yeah, hey, there. Well, somebody said gumbo. I guess you could do a chicken gumbo. I mean, so he's gonna you know. he's gonna eat them regardless. Yeah, as long as he doesn't do the uh, WKRP in Cincinnati. You know, remember that show when they dropped the turkeys from the helicopter? Uh, it was a famous episode of WKRP in Cincinnati. As long as he doesn't try that, dropping the chickens from helicopters, although they're much lighter than turkeys. Yeah, no doubt, no doubt. So where are we now? We've covered Red Rover. We've covered. Uh, let's ducks. see. We've covered, We've covered Red Rover ducks. So, the only thing we hadn't really talked about tonight was MJ, he who walketh on water and is literally just a few steps away from the White House. Oh, remember? See, actually, he's even closer than that because, God forbid, something happens to Kamala Harris. Let's see. Does he get? Uh, does he move automatically into the VP position? I got to tell you. Somebody correct me in the comments because I need to go look it back up in the Constitution. How does it, if something happened to Kamala Harris, God forbid. So what would be a Bozier watch if we didn't offend the majority of everybody watching our show? Well, we are really good at being offensive. Yeah. So, look, I mean, look. We say it all the time, you know, there's still, uh, we dropped a little bit. I mean, apparently people don't like talking about chickens, especially at the governor's mansion. I mean, might've made dropped. them, might've made them hungry and they're going to get dinner now. So you we, didn't we think drop from a hundred down into the eighties. Like we started talking about chicken. <laughs> I can't believe it. Well, I should, I should have realized that I should have thought, no, if we do that, especially mid show, people are going to want to go get dinner. But Same. but let that be proof that we don't care if it's only one person watching this show. We don't care. I mean, we're going to tell it like it is. And I'm telling you, Jeff Landry's going to eat those chickens. He's going to eat them. <laughs> <laughs> He's going to eat them. I mean, yeah. I hope he invites me to eat the chickens. I mean, look, I'll pluck them and I'll cook them for him if he wants to. You know, just yeah. good chicken gumbo, fried chicken, like all kinds of chicken. All right. So, but getting back to insulting people and pissing people off. So let's step on the toes of some MJ supporters. I mean, we're supposed to cut him a little slack now. He did smile and take selfies all the way to being Speaker of the House. Well, before we just completely jump on MJ, let's go on and just attack the whole Republican Party. What do you think? Hey, that's... I love that because I, I, I gotta, I gotta you, tell you, you know, my soapbox about the Republican party. Well, I, I, oh, believe me. I know. I know. I don't I see. Yep. There we go. Share. Got, uh Oh, share screen. Time I, to get kicked I'm, off of Facebook again. Yep. It's coming. It's coming. So right. are you, are you ready? Uh, yeah. Let's go ahead.
quality entertainment on a Tuesday night. Happy holidays, y'all. <laughs> wow. And I'm sure we're going to get dinged for copywriting. All right. Okay. Now, I got to ask you, wasn't there just some qualifying going on for, like, literally state Republican things? Yeah, but we're not going to talk about that. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I definitely do not march to the beat of the Republican Party, although... I'm full disclosure. I've said it many times. I vote lock, stock, and barrel Republican. Won't pull the lever for a Democrat. But with that well, said, it's the it's the closest invitation to what you believe. It's the closest uh, thing to what you you subscribe to. And I would argue that the majority of uh, even leftist Democrats, y- y'all are more conservative than what you believe. But the truth of the matter is, is I don't know. I, I got to tell you, I scratch my head every day whether any of it freaking matters. Case well, in point, let's, and you got to take my share screen off so I can change screen to get to the notes. <laughs> yeah, go ahead. Go, go. But, but look, that brings me to walk on water. A lot of y'all know. I mean, I, uh, but wait, I wanna... wait, hold on. Put on the brakes for a second. So Ryan Haygood says they snuck in renewal of FISA 702s in the defense bill. And Ruth Pope Johnston says, oh, Ryan, that one stunned me. I don't know how that happened. Look, I hate to tell you, Ruth, but if you go back to uh, even before 9-11, but especially in the 9-11 days when, oh, my God, we got to protect everybody from the terrorists, and they literally had – the NSA literally had office space in AT&T's room under the direct, under the direction of the federal government, under the direction of the Republicans, all in the name of saving us from them nasty terrorists. It never let, let's see, what's that saying from, uh, what's his name? Van Jones, never let a good crisis go to waste. It's basically the same thing just on the Republican side. Yeah, so all of y'all watching, if you are Mike Johnson sycophants, by all means, tag him right now. I mean, I'm not trying to goad him in on the show. The truth of the matter is, is he thinks he's too good to come on to two people who have helped him get elected. He thinks he's above us. He won't come on here and debate us. He That'll never happen. But if you feel so inclined, by all means, tag him. And let him know his people are watching and we don't care. That's fine. He can dispute anything that we say. That's his right. If he wants to come on and argue, that's his responsibility. He's a good debater. I'll give him credit. He's more than welcome. But we're going to go ahead and we're going to lay this out here. And we're going we're gonna to set the stage. And we're not going to use, um, you know, Things that are questionable. I mean, in, in fact, how many of y'all remember HB 813? And, and a lot of y'all, y'all can be mad at us. That's fine. You can all be mad at us and you can for going here. And because in, in effect, we're calling, we're not only calling you out, we're calling ourselves out because Rex, I will acknowledge I was right there. I stood right behind Mike Johnson. I helped him to get to where he's at. 
in more ways probably than anybody else that's watching this show. I helped him more than anybody. And I take ownership of that. I will say that it was, it was a mistake. And, you know, I was deceived as as the same as a lot of other people. And I'm acknowledging right here, right now in front of all of you, God and everybody. Yeah. One of the few, as you know, I love to call them dog and pony shows that I attended with my wife and she doesn't do political stuff is when Mike Johnson got elected, we were at the party right there with him. Yep. So, so in the notes, I've got a link right there, Facebook link of a video the and expose. Yep. HB 813 pro-life hypocrisy. We didn't put this out, but we want to share it with you guys. We talked a little bit about it in a previous show, but we didn't go in depth with you. So for all of you watching and for those of you watching that, you know, you may be Democrats, you may be leftists, you may not believe in in pro-life issues. You may not be pro-life. That's fine. You're entitled to your opinion. But from the perspective of a, a conservative Republican who says that they're a Christian and says that they are pro-life. Um, this is for you. That's, that's who this portion of this segment is to. So, but all you leftists, hang on. We got a good portion for you right now. Y'all just stand by the side and let all of us Republicans eat each other up. Okay. So right. here we go. First two minutes, right? Yep. All right, here we go. House Bill 813 was the abolition of abortion in Louisiana Act that would give preborn children in the state of Louisiana equal protection under law. Mike Johnson. Really, he's had this meteoric rise. He's the darling of the Republican Party. Therefore, the Honorable Mike Johnson of the state of Louisiana, having received a majority of the votes cast, is duly elected Speaker of the House of Representatives for the 118th Congress. He is second in line to be president of the United States. He says that he's pro-life. He says that he believes, publicly, he says that he believes that life begins at fertilization, that all human life should be protected. He says that's what he believes when he's speaking to the television cameras, when he's speaking to pro-life voters, when he's speaking to donors. Obviously, I don't need to cite volumes of medical journals to prove the fact that an unborn child is a human being. From the earliest stages of development, the unborn are distinct, living, and whole human beings. They are nonetheless equal because they share a common human nature. Humans have value simply because they are human. And if you deny this, it's difficult to say why objective human rights should apply to anyone. But the truth is, he fought to kill a bill that would do just that. Wait, what? When I told Mike that we were gonna move forward with HB 813, despite his urging us not to, things began to get ugly. All right, Pastor Brian, so we've been talking about doing this for some time, and we're waiting for the right moment to reveal what we knew needed to be revealed with regard to Mike Johnson and what he did to thwart the abolition of abortion in the state of Louisiana. I want to say how grateful we are that Mike Johnson is a professing Christian that he says he follows Christ, and this is in, uh, in no way an attempt to harm the man as a brother, but to shed light on the fact that Mike Johnson is in a very large measure responsible for keeping abortion legal in the state of Louisiana. So I'm gonna pause it right there. So that's a 
pretty uh, bold accusation because MJ definitely loves to be under the banner of being anti-abortion. I mean, they do well, a whole walk across the bridge thing every year. Well, and he has been there and he has used it to its fullest potential, as well as using the church and his uh, being a Christian. You and I have talked about it, church tainment. Let's go back to first church. I mean, paging Brad Jerkovich. I mean, paging, you know, John Frame, Cypress Baptist. I mean, I'm just wondering to everybody who, I mean, look, I was born in Bossier City. I've lived here all my parish. If I mean, I've lived here my whole life. If all of you in Bossier want to condemn me for calling out the churches, that's fine. I don't care. I, I'm not worried about your judgment. I'm only worried about one judgment above and whether or not what I'm saying is accurate or inaccurate. But what I know is, is I've been here my whole life. What I do know is, is I haven't used the churches ever for political gain. And what I'm telling you is, is that where are they on this issue? Where are they on the fact that Mike Johnson has been standing on the stage for every pro-life thing, but then when it comes down to the ability to actually save a life, whether, I mean, if you say you're pro-life and you believe that a life exists from the time that the sperm enters the egg, you know, either you believe that or you don't believe that. That's you, one way or the other. It's, it's one way or the other. You say you do, but then when it comes down to that, you can save that life and then you fight against that. Um, I'm just wondering, what does that make you? Hmm. You know, so if you agree Ultimately, here in this story, if you end up agreeing with Mike's position as to the why to not protect a life, you know, that that is made at conception, then I, I don't know. Maybe you should have some introspection. I'm just wondering where the pastors of uh, First Church and Cyprus, John Frame, I mean, y'all explain it to me. Biblically, y'all explain it to me. I, I'm I'm dying to hear it because I don't go to either one of your churches. I quit going there. I'm dying to hear it. You defend it, but let's let's let these cats keep going, uh, Rex. I would say we'll post this video here, and I would encourage all of y'all to go and watch this whole video up front um, with this pastor. I think he was a living Livingston Baptist Church when they brought this bill. It was in one year ago in 2022. Danny McCormick brought the bill, and ultimately Mike Johnson killed it. And uh, the the why it was killed, if you wanted to do something about you know abortion, um, why would Mike Johnson want to kill that? You should watch this whole video in its totality. But go ahead and jump to the 1530 mark on this Rex and play it from there. Okay. And just tell me when you want to pause it. I need to discuss this. So we had a three-way call and over the next more than an hour, it was a very long phone call. Um, I remember I'm, I'm driving down the road and I'm having this discussion and it's primarily Mike Johnson and I going back and forth. 
and, and Danny, um, he and I couldn't believe what we were hearing. Mike told us uh, that he agreed with the bill. Children in the womb deserve equal protection from the moment of fertilization. That it wasn't that the bill was wrong, it was just the wrong time to pass a bill that bans abortion and gives equal protection to children in the womb. You know, he explained to us, we, we have a razor thin majority in Congress. And, and he, he talked to us about how, you know, we, we, are, we are barely um, um, winning politically. And if we go too far too soon and, and we pass this bill to ban abortion, uh, then Republicans, we could lose our majorities in the, in the U.S. Uh, Congress. We could lose uh, the state legislature. We could lose the governorship. And so uh, we just can't go too far too quickly. Um, and I remember as he said this, I, I just stopped him and I said, but Mike, you're saying we shouldn't protect the lives of these children in the womb. And he said, but just not now, not now. And I said, well, when, Mike? Well, I don't know, maybe next year. And I felt like it was a gut punch from, from a friend. Mm -hmm. I thought he and I for years had been laboring to give equal protection to these children. And now we had a bill that had passed committee and, and looked like it could very well pass the House and the Senate and become Louisiana law. And he's telling me that we need to pull the bill. And so I began trying to convince Mike and Mike began to get frustrated with me on this phone call. And we went back and forth, back and forth for a long time. And he kept telling me, it's not the right time. We're, we're, we're going to lose seats in, in Congress and in, and in the legislature, and we can't do that. And I said, Mike, when you look at the Word of God, does it ever tell you there's a wrong time to do the right thing? Hmm. Right. And I remember he quoted Scripture, and he said, well, you know, uh, the Bible says there's a, a time under heaven for everything. And that's really a twisting. Very much a twisting. A twisting. Yeah, a time for unfaithfulness, a time for injustice. That's not what that means. Yeah. And Wow. <laughs> I don't even know what to say. Look, I mean, I, I, I'm surprised we still have close to 100 people watching the show. Because I'm going to say, I mean, look, it's a fact the majority, the overwhelming majority of y'all watching the show right now, you all pulled the lever for Mike Johnson and you pulled the lever for him because I did. He, he convinced you. I did as well. Yeah. He pulled, you pulled the lever for him because he convinced you that he believed what you believed. And you're watching a video of two preachers, you know, that are attesting that what Mike Johnson said, and what he says and told you he believed is not the same things. And that he placed, you know, uh, political interests above what he espoused to believe biblically. And did I, did I say that correctly? Uh, pretty close to it. I mean, look, I, this is going to sound cruel and, and crass at the moment, but hear me out. So I'm going to play devil's advocate again. I can see where from a, like you said, political standpoint, Mike has a point. Well, you know, it's not because timing is everything. And so, well, it's not the right time. But to me, when the bill has momentum uh, down in Baton Rouge and it's progressing forward as this bill seemed to be, 
And when you look at it from the perspective of, well, the longer you delay getting something like this enacted, the more babies that die. Literally, there ain't no bringing them back. That's right. That, and that's that the is, problem. That That's right. And, and so, you know, here, here we fast forward to, to today, and politically, he's become the Speaker of the House. And so he has all his career, he's hung his hat on his Christianity. He's hung his hat on, you know, being pro-life and that that is the major issue. And once he gets to Congress, he starts fighting at a state level to prevent, you know, what he's campaigned on the whole time. He goes against it. And let's finish playing what these two guys are talking about and how they conclude. And then I want to jump forward to current day. How many of you have heard about FISA and as as Ryan Haygood was pointing out, 702? How many of you know about what your government has been doing against you as far as, you know, your privacy, your 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 rights guaranteed under the Constitution? How, how many of you know about all of that? I'm, I, and where does Mike oh, Dunn stand on that? But, Duke, he's just falling in line to protect us Americans from them terrorists. Yeah, that's right. Keep playing. All right, here we go. And, and I said, Mike, that's not what that scripture in Ecclesiastes means. Right. I said, Mike, yeah. we are talking about, I brought it to the issue of slavery. I said, Mike, uh, you, you remember Dred Scott? I said, Dred Scott, the U.S. Supreme Court said that a black man is not a person. He's like a farm animal. He's a piece of property. And that slave owners have the right to have their property, the, these, these black men and women, returned to them. And, and that was evil, right? Because at the time, Roe v. Wade had not been overturned yet. Right. And he was saying, we can't defy Roe v. Wade. It's the law of the land. And I said, should they have defied the Dred Scott decision like many of the northern states did? Like they did? Well, yeah, they were okay. right. But this is Stop different. It. How is it different? Right. My Stop it. Okay. So I see the numbers dropping a little bit on the people watching the show. You know what? That's fine. If all of you don't want to hear the truth, I'm fine with the number dropping to zero, Rex. Are you? Oh, I'm fine with it too. You already know I, my opinion on I, this. Look, I'm fine. The number I see the numbers dropping of the people watching the show. And I think it's because you all don't want to acknowledge the truth. You don't want to consume it. You don't want to know that the walk on water speaker of the house from our district ha has potentially deceived you you don't want to know it and it's been you less want, than truthful if if you don't want to know it and you don't want to hear the truth you know what that's between you and the almighty yourself i mean that that's your problem it's not mine i mean i'm doing what i have to do and what i'm supposed to do you're doing what you believe you have to do I don't fault you for that, you know, by all means, if you need to go. And, and so, and the reason I said stop Rex is because I want to stop at this point. I want to say it's not going to get better folks. If you can't take what we're playing right now, what we're going to show here in just a minute, you're really not going to be to handle. So if you can't handle this, you might as well go on and check out out of the show. I'm, I hate to see you go. I hate to see you deny the truth um you know it is what it is i mean <laughs> the good lord above 
knows what's right and what's wrong. And we're just putting it out there, salt and light. All right. So let me uh, hit play again. Here we go. This is an unjust law. The Bible says that when man's law conflicts with God's law, we must obey God rather than men, Acts 5, verse 29. And I told him this because this was a man I thought was going to be on my side. I, I knew him personally. I knew his faith. We had worked together on pro-life issues for years at this point. And I was so grieved. I felt like all the people that I thought were laboring to end abortion with me for all these years in the pro-life movement, I felt like now that we were on the precipice of overturning Roe and passing a bill in Louisiana to, to finally end it, to finally give equal protection to preborn children from the moment of conception, that now they were fighting me to stop the very thing that we had told everyone for years that we were fighting for. Yeah. I, I couldn't believe it. I remember. I remember being on the phone with you after that. So yeah, I, I called you, Jeff, after that. And I said, Jeff, I don't know what to do. Right. Even Mike Johnson, who I thought was on our side, even Mike is opposing me. And so I asked for you to pray for me. And I, and I remember our, our mutual brother, really a father in the faith to both of us, Rusty right. Thomas, we... Jump, we got him on the phone and jump to the 2056 mark. And a lot of you may be surprised that Mike Johnson has an aggressive nature in him. In fact, I know that firsthand. Mike Johnson threatened me one time, but mm. don't take my word. You, look, that you can say that's hearsay. Let's take this preacher right here from Livingston Parish, Louisiana. Listen to what he has to say about Mike Johnson and threatening people. Danny and I agreed. We're moving forward. And I texted him and I said, Mike, we've prayed about it. But this is what Scripture requires. And we have to obey God rather than men. We have to do the right thing here. We're moving forward with the bill. And it was at that moment when I told Mike that we were going to move forward with HB 813, despite his urging us not to, that things began to get ugly. Mike texted me back, warning me that, and Danny, he, he, he texted both of us that if we move forward with this bill, that it was going to personally impact our careers. Whoa. He said that this is going to do permanent damage to your ministry platform, Brian, and it's going to do permanent damage to Danny's political career. Now, those are probably threats that work in his world. You know, I think he said it in such a way where maybe there was plausible deniability that, that, that he was saying that he would do this. He was just saying, this will be the consequences if you move forward. It's going to hurt your career. You're going to lose opportunities. All right. So when he's referring to Danny in this, just as a reminder, he's, I'm guessing, referring to Danny McCormick, who we're a big fan of and has been on the show a couple of times and big Second Amendment That's guy, which is why I'm a fan of him. That's right. Danny McCormick, who called out, crossed party lines to join with Cedric Glover on the port, trying uh, to ram down all the crooked crap that the port do, has done on the, on the parish. Yeah, let me just throw this out there though. And so my memory is a little fuzzy on this, but this sounds remarkably similar to the fight with the Christ fit logo 
and the school system and Mike's contention was, oh, no, you, you don't want to fight this battle right now because of this and because of that and because of this and that. That's am, I, right. am I basically remembering that correctly? You you are remembering. Mike interjected himself, you know, the the Benton, I think it was Benton that was taking uh, business, you know, uh, donations, you know, with your logo on the field or on a sign or whatever. And Christ Fit Jim, you know, made a donation to Benton High School to get their logo. They, they bought or paid for this spot. And it ended up being enjoined in a lawsuit by some, you know, anti-Christian organization saying that it was a, I, I think that it was a uh, conflict between the, the church and state issue. And Mike Johnson joined in there and jumped in the middle of it and said, oh, no, you don't want to fight this, blah, 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 blah. And Ryan Gaddy had already been in the middle of it. But, you know, the truth of the matter is that it, it in retrospect, it sure seems like it was about politics, about yeah. Mike Johnson. And here you have two pastors talking about that the reason, and ultimately in this video, they end up saying that the reason Mike Johnson, you know, that's the question, why would Mike Johnson fight a bill that was going to abolish uh, abortion in Louisiana. Why would Mike Johnson do that? Because Mike Johnson is the epitome. We call him walk on water because he's the next coming of Jesus Christ, right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, he, he uh, who hath the silvery tongue. So for all of you, I mean, look, a lot of y'all, y'all are hating on me right now and that's fine. I don't care. I'll take the barbs. I'll take the arrows. I I'm not worried about you. I'm only worried about whether or not I'm being truthful to one person and one above. I'm not worried about you. I could care less, but I'm going to say it. You can deny it and, and you can ask him when you get there, whether or not, you know, you're being truthful or not, but that's fine. Shoot everything you got at me. I could care less. Mike Johnson, you want a piece? Jump on off here. Tell me I'm wrong. Put it out here in the public square. Yeah. I hey, care less. Uh, I, say that these guys are wrong in the video we just watched. That's right. Explain it. Explain it to me. But they, in conclusion, Rex, and they say it here in just a minute, that he basically said it's not the right time politically because if we did do it now, we would lose seats in Congress. We would lose seats in the legislature. We could potentially lose this governor's race. He's talking about this one right now where Land Jeff Landry was elected to governor. He said, we could lose all of those. So therefore, because of all of that, we shouldn't try to affect change regarding pro-life issues now, which was last year, because it would affect all of that. So to all of you watching and that are Christians and are pro-life, does any of that matter? Do, does it? I mean, does that, does, and, and these pastors pointed out, does scripture say that man's law supersedes God's law at any time? Does it say that? I, I don't, I don't think it says that anywhere. Well, I think that's what it says. I don't, I don't think it is either. And, but Mike Johnson chose man's law and politics. And I think it worked out good for him. 
I think he I think he prevailed in it. Y'all can be mad at us for throwing it out there. Be mad at us all you freaking want. I don't care. You can hate my guts for calling it out. And you can you can disavow us and you can hate us for it. I I don't care. It is what it is. It's, it's you know. We never said we were out here to make friends, right? No, certainly not rekindle friendship with so, MJ. But but hey, that's just one thing, Rex. So what about what about FISA? Ryan Haygood brought it up earlier. FISA and 702. What's that about? Well, uh, it's one of those sneaky things that, you know, like I've said, they'll hide behind the guise of protecting us from ourselves or protecting us from the terrorists and the commies and all that. Um, uh, so I'm going to try, let's see, do you want me to go ahead and pull up that Epic well, Times article? Well, I mean, look, so I had an article planned. I mean, we're kind of going long on the show. We've been, uh, what at it? Two hours. I mean, so I'll, I'll cut to that and I'll basically explain, uh, Cash Patel, you know, he was like the guy for Trump, right? And he was talking about, he did an interview, and he was talking about how the abuses of FISA and 702 uh, against American citizens originally in the Patriot Act, you know, that we we all agreed through our legislators to, you know, affect the Patriot Act after 9-11. And we gave up way too much. We enabled you know, the FBI, the CIA, the NSA, all those organizations to basically have unfettered ability to do whatever the hell they wanted to do, which adversely affected all of us. Cash Patel was talking about in this interview how many abuses that have been documented, like during the Trump administration, when you had the first opportunity for somebody to assess what all these agencies have done. He was talking about all of that. So, you know, walk on water, he becomes Speaker of the House. And he starts talking about, you know, what he's going to do to limit all of that. And and he he made a lot of comments about, you know, spying on Americans. You all remember January 6th. And he was going to do a lot of stuff to correct all of that. Well, a lot of people are starting to catch on to the fact that walk on water isn't everything that he says that, you know, he believes. I mean, we right here, Rex, me, I mean, I live less than, I mean, probably a mile and a half from his house. I mean, in his district, we know it. We know him personally. We know his DNA, I mean, right? Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> pretty, yeah, pr- pretty much. You know, so I mean, there, there's a lot of inconsistencies with what he says and what he does. So, and a lot of people nationally are starting to take notice. And Rex, if you go to that one link uh, down below, all of those, I'm going to mark them all off in the okay. notes. Yeah, give me. And just let's a start on here. that and go to the 4:52 mark. Okay, give me just a second. I'm right in the middle of something. Da, 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 da. That, yeah, that's the one that the Twitter link or yep. X link. All right, hold on just a yep, second. You're there. The the, the Emperor is becoming unrobed. Yes. Okay, hold on. <laughs> 
Let's see. Rex share screen. Ah, look at there. All right. Here we go. Uh, what mark? 452. Right. Let's help Elon out here. We'll do a little more X promotion. So who you who you have here is Matt Getz, congressman, arguably, I mean, one of my favorite. And uh, you've got Charlie Kirk. Um, and they're kind of having a little bit of a, a discussion about it. And Charlie Kirk asked the audience, what do y'all all think about Mike Johnson? And inclusive group. We will all right. Sorry. To, I'm trying to get us queued up. Okay. So I'm sorry. Sorry, dude. Go ahead. Set it up. Yeah, and so Charlie Kirk says to the audience, you know, up or down, do y'all think Mike Johnson's doing a good job? And the audience was kind of indifferent. And um, Matt Getz does his bets to try to defend, or, or he can't completely, and he does a good job of threading the needle, but he can't completely defend Mike Johnson. So right. here we go. Hold on. Let me get back up there again. Charlie, you weren't going to get me a speaker. I, 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 this comes from a place of love. Yes or no? Up or down vote? Speaker Johnson, what do you guys think? Mostly good? Do you guys like what he's doing? I think he's been a colossal disappointment. <laughs> a, lot, a, lot of, a lot of room for growth. So, but here he is. I have a biblical worldview. I'm a Christian. What's going on, Matt? Uh, to tell uh, us listen, because... if I had to give Speaker Johnson a grade, it would be an I, incomplete, because there is a great deal of work ahead that we must endeavor upon. But keep in mind, in mind a few facts where we were and where we've come to. Kevin McCarthy told us that we would we could release no more January 6th tapes, that that was completely over. Now, there's more work to do, but we got more tapes out. Kevin McCarthy, for seven months, had bottlenecked all the subpoenas. Did you really believe the investigations of these folks was serious in the absence of sending the first subpoena for seven months? We got the first subpoenas to Hunter and Frank Biden out in days under Speaker Johnson. More work to do, but that's directionally correct. Now, and, and on, on uh, the, the spending matters. We only passed two single subject appropriations bills for seven months under Kevin McCarthy. Out of the 12, we've only got, I think, three left to get to under Speaker Johnson. So we're not winning every fight. Mike Johnson was never going to be Matt Gates. We're two different people. If I ran for House Speaker on the best day, with the wind at my back, with all of the stars aligned, I could maybe get 11 votes. Okay, so so you have to recognize that we still have Republicans who want to claw over one another to give more money to Ukraine. Now, under Kevin McCarthy, there were no stipulations, no requirements. Send more money. If it if it shoots, send it was the doctrine under McCarthy. Now, Johnson might not be where okay. I am. All right. He- OK, now, Charlie <laughs> Kirk is going to redirect Matt. Everything Matt gets has said is correct. He, d- he didn't say anything that's wrong. No, he, he didn't say anything that's wrong, but he's sure on defense. He is on defense. He is doing the best to be honest and to say what the, the true reality is. But at the end of the day, Charlie Kirk is going to retort here and he's going to say, but, you know, Mike Johnson said, he, he said, 
as a Christian, he said this is what he was going to do. He said this is what he's going to believe. This is what he believes, and this is what he was going to do, and he didn't do it. All right. Play. Play Charlie Kirk. He's at least said, we're not sending money to Ukraine without a plan for victory or the border. And by the way, we're not going to deficit spend. We're not going to borrow money from China to send it to Ukraine. We're going to take it right out of the rear end of the IRS. And we force the Democrats to say that they'd rather fund the army of IRS agents than the army fighting Hamas. So the grade is incomplete, but I can't turn this battleship 180 degrees. I think we're turning it in the right way. Help me understand why why he said no CRs and then he lied about that. Well, because he didn't have the votes. But but why is Speaker Johnson lying? Maybe to they his all voters? lie about no CRs because they've okay. all said it, and but, then we get CRs but wh- under. Why all is them. a guy who says he's a Christian lying to us? Well, I I, I think that. I think that Mike Johnson viewed this short-term bridge as a way to liberate ourselves from the CRs. But also, Charlie, remember that the original sin in all of this wow. was that debt limit deal. Amen. Where they underwrote all of the Biden debt. Unfortunately, that, 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 what they built Matt, into that. Hold I, I on, hear you. That's D.C. speak. No, no, no. Shut no. down the government. Oh, listen. Shut it down. I stood on, I stood on the stage Bingo. yesterday. Then don't and shut it, it down. Shut if, it down. Shut it I mean, he, look, he's on defense big time, big time. He, he knows. I mean, I ain't seen Matt Getz backed in a corner many times, but Charlie Kirk backed his butt into a corner right here. And here's the thing, the house, the, 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 the thing that the house has, they can defund the government. They can shut it down. Just what they started chanting right there. That is the one power of the purse. That is the most powerful thing they have and they don't exercise it. And Mike Johnson has advocated that he is the most conservative, the most Christian, the most walk-on-water candidate that any of us have ever known. And, you know, the next time when we get in the position to be able to affect change, you know, he'll be able to do it. Well, I mean, what higher can he get than where he's at now to affect change? And yet, what does he do right now when it comes to spying on Americans? Rex, do you know that the primary of the FISA and the 702s, you know who the primary targets have been? Oh, wait, it's foreign intelligence, so surely it's our foreign adversaries, well, right? Oh, no, absolutely not. It, it's been the donors, the political donors, the money, the people who have donated to political campaigns. Oh, Surely but, they didn't but, weaponize that for domestic stuff. Surely not. Well, it's got to be something foreign, right? But yeah. why has Mike Johnson not done anything about it? Why did he vote and why did he support uh, continuing the current existing FISA 702? So all of you, again, I hate to say this because I don't mean to. I really don't. I mean, look, I love all of you that watch our show, the loyal folks. But all of you, Mike Johnson sycophants, why do you continue to support him defrauding all of us? Because he's basically rubber stamping the swamp. Look, being able to say something and then being able to do it or having the stones to do it are two completely different things. Mike does talk a good game. He really does. 
I mean, I make fun of him for having the silvery tongue, but that is his gift from God, is that he is a very eloquent speaker on par with Obama and JFK. I'll just put it out there. But being able to do that and back it up with action are two completely different things. Two completely different things. And I am I, I'm not sad for Mike Johnson. He chose his path. He chose and I'm gonna say it this way. I think that he has he deceived me and I bought it. He deceived you and you bought it. He deceived a lot of us. And we all bought it for what? For his own self-satisfaction. And right now, you know, you can tell our numbers have dropped off. When we started talking about Mike Johnson, we've lost half the viewers. Why? They don't want to own it. They don't want to own the fact that they were all deceived. I'm owning it. I'm right. owning it. I admit he deceived me. I, yeah. I got it. We've admitted it more than one time on this show. That's right. But all the rest of you, a lot of you, you're in denial. You don't want to admit it. You don't want to own it. And you need to own it that our own right here among us, he swamped. Well, maybe maybe he'll grow up and be a real boy someday. Yeah, well, I'm not going to hold my breath. There's There's always hope. Hope and change. You know what they what they say in Star Wars? That's what uh, that's what uh, rebellions are made of. Hope. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right. Anything else, Mister Lowry? Now that now that we had to go and talk about MJ again, and just killed half our viewers. I don't. I don't know. We talked about we talked about chickens. We talked about ducks. We talked about Red Rover. Um. And walk on water. What else? I don't think there's anything else. No, but let's talk about next week and the week after. So, here's the deal. What about those weeks? Well, so, you know, Tuesday is the day after Christmas, and then the following Tuesday is going to be the day after New Year's. And I hate to tell you, but it's time for us to take a couple of days off, a couple of weeks off. Uh, I plan to do some fishing around Christmas and New Year's. What say you? Well, I kind of been off already. I got to tell you, I mean, I wasn't really off. I was actually working secret squirrel stuff. I was doing some secret squirrel stuff, but, uh, yeah, you're right. We need to take a break. We do. Yeah. So here's the deal for those of you that are still watching and we'll post this out on Facebook. I'm going to put together like a greatest hits from, you know, this year or something like that. And we'll set that up where it'll play on the, I think it'll be the 26th and then the 2nd, if I have my dates correct, whatever those Tuesdays are. Um, we'll do this ahead of ahead of time. Now, if there's something that happens politically, you know, for instance, this police jury meeting, if there's some fireworks that go on with that. Oh, wait a minute. You just said it. You said uh-oh. it right there. We didn't even talk about it. The police what? jury. Well, Trying we to talked about people- well, we mentioned it, but did we we kind of talked about it, but not in depth. I don't think we went in depth. We got to talk about that. Okay. Well, or are we going to do a special show? You want to do a show? What would that be? Thursday night? Well, see, you were talking about how we're going to have to not do it. We're going we're gonna to have to do it. So Thursday, folks. Yeah. Let's make an jury, executive decision. The police jury is deliberating on whether to sue a lot of y'all in the parish. Did y'all yeah. know that? 
with your own tax vote, dollars. Yeah, you just like voted the city. for them. Yeah, you voted for them. You put them in place, and then they're going to turn around and use your tax dollars to sue you. Yeah, that's great. So not only is the city costing you tax dollars for lawsuits, the parish is now costing you tax dollars. Yeah, but so, they're they're, yeah, they're gonna they're they're suing they're suing you. You're paying to sue yourself. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's like it a sense, big cir right? circle jerk. <laughs> like to put it bluntly. <laughs> I don't know that that is uh, social media proper etiquette. Friendly. There. Yeah. Hey, it's our uh -huh. it's our show. We can say what we want. Yeah, right. I've been trying to run people off all night. I ran well, half of them off. I mean, you, you got the rest. Of I'm the, just the trying for the rest of the half real quick. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they can't take criticism of Mike Johnson. Can't right. take it. You know, I'd so, love Mike Johnson to come on here and debate. Please, Mike. Uh, look, if, uh, you have to be careful. He's like got the siren song going. By the end of the show, we might be rooting for MJ again. Got to be yeah. careful. Mike, if you want a piece, you're all. In fact, uh, you told me one time, you Mike, you told me one time, you said, hey, look, I'll debate you anytime, anywhere. You told me that, Mike, by all means. I dare you to come on this show and debate me. I dare hold, you. Hold on. Now, our good friend Mike Collier from up there around the Benton area says, MJ just announced lots of millions toward Barksdale and Fort Polk. Give him his due. Well, I'm sorry, Mike, but millions, that don't cut it. I mean, it actually ought to be billions. I mean, if you want to look at what Speaker of the House's districts historically have gotten in their districts, it wasn't millions. It was to the tune of billions. So I'm not going to give him credit for millions. That is a... We'll give him partial credit. This is like a test in high school. Partial credit. Yeah, that's bull crap. <laughs> but again. All right. So we, we have to answer the question, though. I'm sorry I kind of threw that little segue out because several people are commenting. What are we getting sued for? As in we, the taxpayers. Even Barry Butler. What are they suing us for? See, Barry, you're supposed to be on top of these. Oh, I'm sorry. So Barry was bringing up the sewer I districts, would, but it's the water would, district deal. Okay. So I would steer all of you to look at the agenda of the police jury, item 41, this Thursday. They're, yeah. they're going to vote to enable the uh, parish attorney to engage in litigation with, there you have it, right there. Yeah. The water consolidated, file a lawsuit on behalf of the consolidated Waterworks Sewerage District Number One, which is another way, long-winded way of saying the police jury, against the Bellevue Water System Inc., Chris Wilcox, Cameron Selmer, Tabitha Evans, Lavondis Davis Jr., Herbert Raymond Farley the Third, and Chiquita Burge, and authorize the execution of documents. There you so, go. There you go, any, Mr. Butler. Anybody in the parish. Here's what you need to know. In the event of a freeze, if it within the next few weeks, we have a freeze in the parish and it freezes your water lines and you're not on the parish system and the parish comes to rescue you and, you know, to help you in an emergency situation, 
be known, let it be known that if you take any of their assistance, you potentially have to uh, subscribe to their blackmail or to their wishes, or else they're going to sue you for restitution for aiding you in an emergency situation. Case in point here, Bellevue, I'm pretty sure this is a situation. I could be wrong. Um, there could be something I don't know about, but I'm I'm almost 100% confident that this revolves around when we had the ice storm and everything froze up and the parish provided emergency assistance to the Bellevue water system to provide everybody in the Bellevue system relief with water because of failures they had in the system due to the, you know, freeze. Um they're now going after the system to force them to join the parish water system. Right? Lovely. That's all. Uh, Amy Greenwood said it best. Control of water is very important to the future. Yes. And controlling it is the operative word in that. So. Yeah, uh, but, it'll but, be interesting but, to hear if there's any public comment or even if any of the police jurors themselves are actually going to comment or are they just going to vote lockstep? Case in point, everybody here, y'all, y'all all are voting for your police jurors. You're enabling all of this. And, you know, that's, uh, <laughs> it, it's all on you. I mean, again, I'm trying to, Rex, you didn't do an effective job. I got rid of half of the viewers. Um, you haven't done an effective <laughs> job on the other half. So I'm just saying to the other half to try to get rid of y'all, it's your fault. Um, you know, y'all are have reelected a lot of these people in the Bossier Parish Police Jury who are, in fact, turning your government against you. They're, and they're... Thursday, they will debate it. So, Greg Brown, to answer your question, he says, don't our taxes pay for the parish to maintain the water for the public, or are they simply against the public? They're against the public, except when they need your tax dollars, and they're absolutely going to be for forcing you to pay your tax dollars. But anyway, that's a whole Case in point, the Cypress District is all ears to hear what the people around Cypress and Black Bayou care about around their lakes right now, and why because uh, they got a tax renewal coming up, right? Yes, they do. And the city council, to switch gears just a little bit, the city council's got a tax renewal coming up too. Barry Butler says, isn't the meeting Wednesday? Let me double check. It is December. So yes, the, the meeting will be tomorrow. So we said that kind of incorrectly earlier. It's tomorrow, Wednesday at 2 p.m. We'll post that uh, on the Facebook page. Well, anyway, I've had enough of lying and deceit tonight, Rex. I just don't know if I can lie and deceive the public any more about all the things happening in Bozier than what we've done already. I just, I don't know that I have any more in me. Time to, time to go wash your mouths out with soap. Yep. The politicians will say, you know, those guys on Bozier Watch, they just lie and deceive. Yeah. Cockroaches and cohorts. All right. Well, we appreciate Everybody that has uh, continued watching, actually, great crowd so far. Plenty of commentary. Uh, you know, at two, uh, well, two hours and twenty-two minutes, uh, we still got about sixty, maybe bumping seventy people across all the platforms. So actually, that's not bad. You didn't run too many people off, Duke. 
I did my best. I tried hard. You tried. You, you get, I'll give you an A for effort. But anyway, so you, folks, y'all know the drill. If you've got some information you want to share with us and keep it anonymous, Watch at protonmail.com. Send. Go make your own free anonymous. Don't put any identifying information in. Make your own ProtonMail account and then send us the information. Uh, ProtonMail's been a little quiet lately except for some spam messages. But so... You know, if you got some information you want to share, let us know. If you feel like donating or buying, I've still got a few of the Bozier Watch hats left. Uh, go over to bozierwatch.org or .com. It doesn't really matter. Got a button there you can buy a hat or just reach out to us on Facebook. If you're around town or whatever, I'll even deliver it to you. Anything else, Mr. Lowry? No, sir. Good night. Thank you all for your loyal support. We appreciate you. I uh, hope if we don't see you again, don't know for sure. 2023. Uh, I hope it was good for you. I look forward to a 2024. Good for all of us. Uh, we wish a healthy recovery to city attorney, Charles Jacobs and, uh, you know, Godspeed to Lane Pittard and, um, uh, you know, our other judge that, uh, we recently lost, um, you know, hate to see people go, but it's part of life and, uh, you know, Godspeed to all of them. I would agree. Merry Christmas to everybody. If we don't do a special edition, we'll post more stuff anyway. And y'all keep commenting and doing all that and go enjoy your families for the holidays. Har Harmon Drew, Greg Brown, Harmon Drew. Drew. He was a good guy. All right. We're out of here. Appreciate it, folks. Good night.